2: This week in PlayStation, we're talking about the fact that I've played Moss Book 2, E3 is super dead, and Project Spartacus is PlayStation Plus. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. <laughs> welcome to the show everybody that's blessing that's janet i'm greg and you can get this show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where of course you could get it ad free you could write in to be part of it you could get it with the exclusive post show and you could have the unlimited benefit of watching it live as we record it and being one of the trogs in the live chat. Of course, if you have no books, toss our way on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It's no big deal. You can support this show by grabbing it over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe. Each. And every Friday, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, PS I love you, XOXO is officially moving its recording days to Thursday to post on Friday to be the PlayStation Magazine recap of the week to Kind of Funny Games Daily's newspaper of the day. Uh, You can get it all there. Of course, if you're using the Epic Game Store, you can use the creator code Kind of Funny to support us. And that would conclude Rocket League, uh, Fortnite, Fall Guys, if you're playing there on your PlayStation. Thank you. To our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Fargo Brady, Pransky, Dan the Golden Spider B, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder ND, Julian the Gluten Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrew. Today we're brought to you by Uplift Desk. But for now, let's start with a PSN message from you. That's right, Jan Blessing. I asked the audience to write in for the newly revamped PS I love you XOXO with the new segment PSN message. A PlayStation icebreaker. But before we get to that, uh, Janet, how are you? How are, well, You're wearing your big metal.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. It is like, it's almost choking me because I had to like, like pull it up and like tie it. How much it. does
2: it weigh? It looks ginormous.
1: I don't know. You know what? I wish you, someone had asked me that before. I'll weigh it and I'll let you know. Like it'll be on the... <laughs> I'll post it somewhere because I can weigh it. But it's huge. Um, Yeah, I finished the marathon. I did complete it successfully. My time was five hours and 30 minutes. Um, And now I can. Is this your first
2: piece of content since the marathon?
1: No, I did min-max like yesterday. No, okay, it's always for us.
2: Fuck them. Nobody cares about the double A league. You're here in the major league.
1: It's my first time here since since the marathon. So yeah, um, obviously that's the only thing we're going to talk about today because that's all that's in my mind. Um, But in all seriousness, yeah, it went good. I finished it. I chilled for a week and now I'm back. Um, It was weird not to play contenty games during that week too like i kind of just went in um i played wheel of fortune on the nintendo switch i finished outer wilds um right okay. before i went to my break um did I change and your mind on it yeah i want to i'll save that for like you know what we've been playing and that kind of stuff but like i it was wild to finish it like having talked to y'all like slowly as i was playing it and to kind of end it like wow this like really started to come together in those last, like I marathoned the last section. And once like I finally understood the gameplay loop, I still am not in love with it the way other people are, but I respect it. And I even like it a lot more than I thought. Uh, and then other stuff I played, like random s- stuff on the switch. Like I kind of just chilled around. I finally started Sackboy again. I got my family back on Sackboy. We're sacking yeah. it up. So I saw
2: your tweet. So like you've convinced them to beat it all the way. They're like back on. We're going to finish this. We're going all the way.
1: Yeah, well, I finally got them to, to play it, at least. I'm like, can we please get this done? We, like, scheduled it down. I put it in my calendar. I'm like, I didn't want to play when the day came by. I'm, like, tired and stuff, but I'm like... We said we're doing this. So I'm like, and it was funny because they sat down. They all like they all play games, they all like games, but it's one of those things, you know? So like Maggie literally we sit down, she's like, How long do we have to play this for? And I'm like, At least until the food gets here. Like you have to at least go until the DoorDash person gets here. So we went through like um part of one world at least. And I'm like, Okay, when are we playing again? And my brother's like, Let's just get up Sunday morning and knock this thing out. Cause like it's hanging over our heads, like, let's just finish it. So I'm supposed to finish it. This Sunday uh, at see long it. last. I'll so. when
2: I see it. Bless how you been. What's You'll
1: been happening
0: it. with you? I've been pretty good. Uh did GDC last week, got sick after GDC last week, and we've been dealing with that for the last few days. But... Is it the vid? Do you think you have the vid? I've been testing every single day for the vid, and so far all the tests have been negative.
1: We're
0: calling it the vid now. You know I call the it the vid? Mm-hmm. What do you prefer? The Rona?
1: I think just COVID is fine.
0: <laughs> Jen calls the
2: pandemic the panini. You know, we could I mean how about that? Is that fun? Mm, the pandemonium. Ooh, no, it's, even it's, it's, as you it's, it's said it, even as you said it, you <laughs> that
0: one didn't work. <laughs> the pain to express., uh, but yeah, no, I've been testing. I've been I've been uh, negative. but like even with that, right? with the symptoms I have, it's been very minor stuff. like it's nothing has been like, you know, fucking up my life or anything like that. I was very tired yesterday. And so I skipped out on gamescast because like by by the sure, time I got to the end sure, of KFGD, I was like, soon. Yeah, I mean, I listened to it and I was just, I was kind of bummed out because like I thought it was gonna be a Tiny Tina's review, so I was like, oh, I'm I didn't play Tiny Tina anyway, so I don't have anything to talk about. And then I saw it upload and I saw that you guys were talking about the review skill, and I was like, oh, well, I would have liked to talk about that, but it's it's fine, you know, it's okay.
2: Do you have something to say right now? You have the you have the
0: floor. No, you guys nailed it. <laughs> you guys <laughs> said all this You stuff want to start some things. fucking shit now? You want to come in and throw in left-hand <laughs> hooks? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, you guys, you guys nailed it. I think the one thing I would have added, and I'm not even, li- I'm not finished listening to it. I'm still, like, toward the end of that discussion, so maybe you guys do bring this up. I think the one of the things I would have brought up was, was the fact that reviews mean a lot of different things to different people, right? Sure. Like, when, when I read an IGN review, I'm often like, okay, I'm reading this. It's, like, kind of a product review where uh, if you asked me, like, a decade ago when I'd be at a GameStop and I'm going to college and I have limited funds and I see a game and I'm like, do I want to buy Buy this game, or do I not want to buy this game? I would look up the IGN review, and if it has an eight, I'm like, okay, cool, that's a green flag that, oh yeah, I can buy this product, right? Whereas, yeah. like, before, kind of funny when I when I did OK Beast, the website I did before this, uh, we didn't do score reviews because I like, I'm typically actually not a fan of scoring things. Um, but like when I'll review something, it would be from that critical thought of all right, how do I feel like how do I feel about this thing as a work of art? And how do I feel about about this thing as like a game, not necessarily a product, but as a, you know, game design story? Like, how do I come down on it from that? And I think in the way that people deliver reviews in different ways and the way that people come to reviews for different things, I think that can often affect how people Take a thing where they are like, oh, they said this thing is a four out of five or a five out of five, but I like, you know, I'm, everybody s- seems to love this thing. What does that mean for your review? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't matter because we're talking about somebody's perspective on a piece of art right like i uh and i, I think you guys still got the message across uh, as far as like what reviews mean to kind of funny and what reviews mean to like you andy tim snow mike etc um but that's something i would have thrown in there too is the fact that like hey reviews don't necessarily need to be product reviews and they don't also necessarily need to, need to be art reviews they are what they mean to whoever's reviewing right and how and however you receive it um but i still think it was a, it was a, gr- a great discussion that you know i'm kind of bummed out that i i missed it because you know, I would have okay. liked to participate. Don't I get sick, so. you
3: know.
2: That's the thing. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Yeah, I that's got right. sick. I got
3: sick, and then I missed the whole kind of funny reunion. You know, plus, so you
0: know, it's true. Just exactly. Don't get sick. I mean, could they reschedule to acclimate to us, the employees? Barrett, yeah. should we band together, start a union? Barrett, I mean, are you maybe. with me, Barrett? I'm, I'm. I'm here to
3: overthrow the overlords,
0: like four day work week, Barrett. You
1: guys need a scab? Let me know. No, I'm Three and a half day work
0: week. Let's go. <laughs> Three and a half day work week. Uh, Greg, did you ever pick uh, GTA Online back up?
2: Uh, I tried once over uh, the weekend that that uh, after we had it, and I jumped back in, and it was exactly what you think it would be, where I jumped in. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's go. I got a message, and it was somebody who wanted to do a job with me. And I was like, all right, whatever. I couldn't tell if they were in the – they weren't in the kind of funny best friend thing, but they were in the world. I was like, all right. And so I ran and did it, and we kept getting killed and kept getting killed. And then it was like, oh, Benjamin needs me. Hold on. And, like, you know, it was, it was the whole – I put it down. I, I tried to tell this kid through the, the thing that I'll, I like, – because I was not on mic. I click on the thing. and I'm like, I got to go do this with my kid. I'll be right back. And like, oh, whatever. And then it was really, it was that toss up of, did I want to do that or did I want to wrestle? And I really wanted to wrestle because I am obsessed with wrestling in WWE 2K22. So I'm not, you're, I'm not off of GTA online. You know what I mean? But you think I do, you're going to still try and come back to it? I would like to come back with like, a low key thing. You know, like the stream was pandemonium. I started it. People are joining me. I would like a focused GTA adventure again, mm. where it's like I go in and you come help me with certain story missions or whatever it is, something like that. You know, get my legs that way. But it all reaches back to just there's so much to play right now. Yeah. There's so many things to go to.
0: We're in like the greatest time to be playing video games right
2: now. uh Speaking of the greatest time to be playing video games now, we're going to read this PSN message. It comes from that guy from the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan who. Just so happens to be having one of the best time in video games because after many months of very casually looking for a PlayStation 5 at MSRP, I have finally procured a PS5 this week. My question for you is, with roughly 18 months with your PlayStation 5, what are some of your opinions on the PS5's quality of life shortfalls and some of the quality of life aspects that the PS5 knocks out of the park? Janet Garcia. question. The PlayStation Nation turns its lonely eye to you. We'll start with shortcomings. What does the PS5 get wrong?
1: The first thing that I thought about for this was when you share stuff on Twitter, you cannot swear in the message at all. You can't even say damn.
2: This woman knows. Today on Kind of Funny Games Daily, I read this whole thing about Xbox. If you've never heard of them, they're this small thing out of Seattle making games too, but nobody talks about them. Uh, They have uh, shared a Twitter function in their Xbox thing, but they were gonna take it out, it looked like, and now they've recanted, like, all right, we heard you, we'll keep it there. But my argument was that, as somebody who shares via Twitter uh, all sorts of video game stuff, the PlayStation share function is like the last way I wanna do it. Because it's always, are you going to do one of those things where you put the store link in there too, trying to sell people the game? I can't curse in it. I I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think on the PS5, it still isn't up to 280 characters, so I'm like screwing around. It's like, I I got nothing. I don't want to do this. Now, that leads to one of my wins for PlayStation 5, and it's recent though. But in terms of what they've gotten right for quality of life, the app. For putting game game captures onto your PlayStation app and getting your things off of there, because this again, like you know, me and blessing uh, for a long time would just trade screenshots via PSN message. That way, we could get them onto the app. That way, download them, share them via Twitter. That way, wherever you wanted to. Uh, the app, when they announced that hey, you're gonna be able to put the captures in the app, and obviously they took it away when they put it out <laughs> accidentally, and then <laughs> brought it back. I still was like. This is going to be a piece of garbage. I'm going to have, I have two PS5s that I've been running. So like clearly I'm going to have to like switch which one I'm connected to to make sure I connect the screens right, blah, 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 None of that has actually been a problem. It is seamless. It is happening instantaneously for most of the part. I go in there, I'm editing the wrestling videos and like SharePlay or whatever, or the share factory, And then they still go in there. I trim them down and they're still right there and uploaded right away. I'm so impressed with that. And it's fed into me not having to use the Share function that's natively on the PlayStation 5, which I appreciate quite a bit.
1: And then you can't swear because you'll just save it on your phone. Then I can and then say whatever, all the make whatever and balls dumb I joke want. you want to make. because It's it. annoying. Why do you guys like...
0: need to use the bad words?
1: You know? Sometimes like that's the only way that the joke is funny. <laughs> like You know what I mean? Like, like It just doesn't punch the same way. And it's so hard to like, if you edit it, it just seems so clearly edited. So I'm just like, at this point, I'm just going to send this. I'm just not going to send this out because it just doesn't. I can't capture the emotion that I want to capture.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, blessing mm-hmm. that you don't have to swear in your captures, but I do. So fuck him and fuck you too. You know what I mean? Like, that's come okay, on, that's I'm really gonna...
0: good. That's really good. Yeah. Thank, you, really thank good. you,
2: thank you, thank I, you. I shouldn't have done the him thing there. I screwed it up, but i was still. You know, it's, you're so caught up in it which also, by the way, it was totally what I was thinking when he slapped Chris Rock. It's <laughs> like He's damn. The same thing. Yeah. Once he started- was so yeah. nice. Eminem made you seem like such a nice guy. You're hitting this guy in the middle of the Oscars. <laughs> once he started
0: like cussing him out from the audience, I couldn't yeah. help but to think like, what does Eminem think right now? Exactly, like, exactly. Smith took it there and I don't think Eminem would do what Will Smith did in this moment. And so like maybe Will Smith's har- more <laughs> bad hardcore sign Eminem. Eminem-
2: If Eminem won't do what you're doing, that's trouble. That's a big deal <laughs> exactly. right there uh blessing what's a shortcoming and or a pro for you what do, what do you think what's a winner or a shortcoming to answer the question uh
0: for quality of life i have like a couple of things right i think for me folders is a bummer uh, not to see that on ps5 yet and that was the sure. thing that was on ps4 that was the thing that i believe was on ps3 as well it's a thing that it seems like it's always toward the latter half of the generation that they always want to add um and then when you restart to uh, in the next generation they always like start from ground zero and then they build those features back up but then you lose them again yeah. uh it's a thing that happens over, over and over again it's the thing that always bumps me out every single time uh and yeah i miss having folders because to be nice to organize my game that's first and foremost the second thing is the cards um i think the idea is there but the, um, the implementation still for me could use some work in terms of surfacing the features that you would use more uh, in certain scenarios like i can't remember the last time where i've felt like the cards uh, uh, adequately helped me out in terms of like game help and stuff where i am like i'm playing Elden ring and there are a billion spots in Elden ring where i'm like all right, it'd be nice if I could know where to get get more uh ghost glove wart, which is a it's a item that we use to uh, many
2: years. Been looking dude, for ghost glove I was
0: wart looking I was looking all over for ghost glove wart number four and finally yesterday Ugh. I found it. Barrett knows no, what dude, I'm talking dude, about. You
1: could be saying anything and I wouldn't know what you're talking it's re-
0: about. <laughs> I'm just
3: saying if I can find ghost glove wart number seven and eight. And I can use a Dude. bunch of those, but I can't use them until I use at least a few of, like, four and five. Like, come That's on, That's the man. thing, is. What are you the doing thing is is game? That I,
0: I had five through eight. I just needed four, right? Like, I had the vision. All I needed was the platform. And I, I found it last night, finally. I found four, and now my, my Mimic tier is just tearing shit up. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, and so now I'm ready to fight Melania. But Barrett knows exactly what I'm talking about. The people who know, know. Uh, but also, it's like, those are the kinds of things that I, I wouldn't be able to even think about the cards and game help helping me out on the PlayStation. And so I still find myself going online to search, search up uh, tutorial hints, or not tutorial hints, but like um, um, guide hints and all that stuff still um, as much as I would have before. And so like, I think having more unique tips and hints and, and real insight in there could uh, help out more. Um, and then, oh, there a third thing. I forget what the third thing is. So I'll just stick to those two. Those two are my arma Are the things that I, I wish were a bit better.
1: I think a mm-hmm. well, quick shout out to the cards, like because the cards, you know, it's more than just game help. It's like any of the kind of like last things you've done, sort of. And then sometimes it's just like random, like ads space. Like the cards are sort of like random depending on what you're doing and what you've most recently like done on your PlayStation. But what I always use cards for is to pin the trophies. Like I'll when I decide I'm going trophy hunting, I'll go into the trophies, I'll select a couple, I'll pin them in there, and then I'll kind of keep opening them and adding more in. And I really like that functionality. It just kind of it I like when things are built in that I was already going to do. Cuz before that feature dropped, which wasn't initially there at launch, but got kind of rolled out a little bit later, like the pinning feature, I would do that myself like I would write down literally on a piece of paper like when I was going for the overcooked platinum like okay what are the things I need to do and then we like would go okay we're going to this level to get this thing done and just being able to have it pinned to the side is just super convenient so I really liked that feature.
0: The third thing that I thought of and then forgot was the the game the, the PS five doesn't ask you when you're switching apps if you want to close the previous app, if you had a previous app open. That was the thing that was there on PS4 and our theory has always been like, oh, are they gonna add the the quick resume like they have over on Xbox? Um it seems like that's not the case. And so I find it weird that like when I'm having when I have Final Fantasy Origin open, for example, and I wanna like play Returnal for the DLC, when I click into Returnal, it doesn't add, it doesn't remind me that I was I was playing Final Fantasy, so you can still go back and save. It just jumps right right into Returnal, and then closes the previous app. Uh, I wish there was some kind of, like, warning there just so I can, I can know, like, okay, cool, I got to make sure that I'm at a checkpoint uh, beforehand. Because sometimes, you know, I'm a dum-dum, and I don't not i you. don't end my game and my game somewhere that like i could save it and not lose super my fast.
1: on the opposite end i'm tired of my ps5 being like you did not shut me off correctly every 10 seconds or on, something Frank. goes wrong yeah it, sometimes it doesn't it doesn't always happen though like maybe the power goes out something crazy happens or at a certain point i'm not gonna lie i do choose chaos i see that orange light on and i'm like you know, and that's why I'm always shutting down. Like I never go to have a go to sleep because if I have to move it, I don't want to have to turn it on to turn it See, off. let me jump in here. Just to unplug it and plug it back in.
2: Because mine is, uh, you are hitting on something that is at the root of mine too. Where I don't like my a shortcoming that still when I redeem a code online, I still have to go to game library to download it. And I feel like both my problem and your problem, Janet, are such a, 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 a problem generated by our jobs. Yes. where a normal person isn't moving their PlayStation 5 as much as you and I are some nor are they redeeming people,
1: though, codes as have like I I like tweeted about this like I think I, it was like some dumb joke that was like w- like warning your PS5 or PS4 is like not turned off properly and everyone got so mad cuz everyone's so sick of seeing that message I don't know let me know maybe it's a alone. temperamental
2: thing and I do feel bad but I've been there the same as you where it's like all right I want to move it downstairs or I just need to get out of this room fast and I see the orange light and it's like I'm sorry god you know what I mean? i'll do you know, you're allowed to yell. that's when i'll sit there and i get that beep 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 and it yells at you you're like i got you i fucked up i understand but i'm with you of like power outage you flip a break or something goes wrong and it's totally out of your you're like come on throw me some slack here
0: the the one thing i'll throw in there for quality of life thing that i do like and this is not something i've talked about as much because this is something I've, I've only been doing recently i've been listening listening to a lot of music while playing certain games right i think the sure. last few have probably been uh, Horizon, Elden Ring, and those some other like op- no, might been seafood. Where are like are you pushing I'll- P
2: while you listen to this? Is that what's happening?
0: I'm not pushing P. No, I'm 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 listening to. Well, sometimes push me. I'm listening to a lot of hip hop, but I also listen to podcasts as well. Sure, I listen to everything sure. while I'm playing video games. But for video games that I don't feel like I had to be as engaged in, or I'm doing activities that don't require my attention, like in Horizon, if I'm doing like. Uh, the melee pits so or if I'm doing the the like hunting ground stuff if I'm doing like any whatever side activity that's not dialogue and that's not story I will go on Spotify and I'll just play some music in the background right uh, and I've been doing that recently it's been a wonderful way to play games uh, that like i am not for some I'm sure plenty of people already do this but like it only registered for me recently that like Hey, I have so much downtime and I can like listen to a podcast while I'm playing all this stuff And so I'll go in open Spotify in the background and then play my game in the foreground and like the the ps5 has good systems in there Where you can adjust volume do all this stuff the way you need to perfectly Um, which I love like it's changed the way I've been playing games recently. And so that's one thing I want to shout out
2: All right, any other shortcomings any other pros any other cons we're doing
3: let me hide games more efficiently because it's always weird and inconsistent. Yeah. And I know that's a very specific, weird thing for reviewers. Yeah. yeah. And, but just, they, they fix it up a little bit. Whereas, like, on the PS4, it was a complete train wreck. Where at least on the PS5, it's like at the top of the list will be whatever you most recently opened. But, like, sometimes games will pop up on that list before you've uh, opened them for the first time. Sometimes they won't. It's a very confusing thing. And I just, uh, please. Please.
2: Please. please. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for topic of the show. It's finally happened. Project Spartacus is real, and now it's just called PlayStation Plus. Uh, if you missed it over the week, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, on Tuesday it was <laughs> announced we now have a three tier system for PlayStation Plus. I will read through it and let you know what's up. <laughs> we start with PlayStation Plus Essential. It provides the same benefits that PlayStation Plus members are getting today, such as two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts cloud storage for saved games, online multiplayer access. There are no changes for existing PlayStation Plus members in this tier. The price for PlayStation Plus Essential remains the same as the current price of PlayStation Plus, 9 dollars per month, $24.99 quarterly, $59.99 yearly. From there, we go to PlayStation Plus Extra. Provides all the benefits from the essential tier and adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games. Who's deciding what's enjoyable? PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. This is $14.99 a month, $39.99 a quarter, $99.99 a year. And then... The big dog at the top of the pile PlayStation Plus premium provides all the benefits of essential and extra tiers, then adds up to 340 additional games including PS3 games available via cloud streaming via cloud streaming a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and downloadable options uh, from the original PlayStation PS2 and PSP generations. Offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers in markets where PlayStation Now is currently available. Customers can stream games using PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 consoles and PC. Uh, Time-limited game trials will also be available at this tier, so customers can try select games before they buy. This one will be $17.99 a month, $49.99 a quarter, and then $119.99 a year. If I can read uh, a bit from the actual blog where they explain a bit more into it, right? Here we go. The new Extra and Premium tiers represent a major evolution for PlayStation Plus. With these tiers, our key focus, 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 is to ensure that the hundreds of games we offer will include the best quality content that sets us apart. At launch, we plan to include titles such as Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal. We're working closely with our imaginative developers from PlayStation Studios and third-party partners to include some of the best gaming experiences available with a library that will be regularly refreshed. More details to come on the games we'll have on our new PlayStation Plus service. When the new PlayStation Plus service launches, PlayStation Now will transition into the new PlayStation Plus offering and will no longer be available as a standalone service. PlayStation Now customers will migrate over to the PlayStation Plus Premium with no increase to their current subscription fees at launch. As this is a massive launch effort, we're rolling out the new PlayStation Plus offering in a phased regional approach. In the June timeframe, we'll begin with an initial launch in several markets in Asia, followed by North America, Europe, and the rest of the world where PlayStation Plus is offered. We aim to have most PlayStation Network territories live with our new PlayStation Plus game subscription service by the end of the first half of 2022. We also plan to expand our cloud streaming benefit to additional markets, and we'll provide more details at a later date. With the all-new PlayStation Plus, we are focused on delivering compelling game subscription service with curated content from our exclusive PlayStation Studios team and our third-party partners. The newly enhanced PlayStation Plus will enable our fans to discover and engage with more content than ever before and deepen their connection with the PlayStation community through shared experiences. Janet, are you excited to deepen your connection with the PlayStation community through these shared experiences?
1: You know, it's hard to imagine that the connection getting any deeper, but, you know, it's nice to dream. I am, you know what, I, I'm lightly excited. I feel like just the fact that this is you know, a new revamp um, and getting to see, like, what it actually has to offer, I think, is the most exciting element. Like, I really want to see how big, it's you know, the live up to 400 for the extra tier. How close up to that 400 are we getting? What does the rollout look like on a month-to-month basis? Like, what's the cadence of stuff entering? What's the cadence of stuff leaving? Like, mm-hmm. b- what is, and then it, obviously we're in a unique position where we do play like a lot of these games. So I'm very curious to see, is there stuff in that like extra tier that I haven't hit up yet that I feel like is viable for me. And then on the, to dig deeper too, for thinking of comparison points, is that stuff also already on Game Pass? Like how much is this gonna be, you know, a competitor, a companion piece? Is it gonna be either of the two? And then do I wanna just, of course, pay if i want to go the extra tier do i want to just put the other 20 dollars for the year and then avoid having to think and explore what's going on that higher end i'm also curious to see how different is this from what we saw on ps now when um we did our review earlier in the year like how many of those games are the same how many are extra like is it you know, when we saw the leaks of this, it, it kind of sounded like they're taking PS Now and splitting it in half and then kind of dumping it into two piles, which is kind of what they're doing. But it does sound like they are, like, beefing up both those sections, sections quite a bit. Um, obviously, the fact that they're, not everything is downloadable is a bummer, but no! that's also not a big surprise either. So, But it does make the third tier less appealing, even though, is let's it- be real, am I even going to be playing those games anyway? I don't know. But the option to download them and not play them is, like, what I come to gaming to do. You to say it's not that...
2: It's, you know, not that unexpected. You can't download these things, right? Blah, blah, blah. Blessing Adio Jr. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? I saw you on Tuesday on Twitter, heartbroken, that you couldn't download your uh, PlayStation 3 games.
0: I don't think... I, I think the part, of, uh, the part of it that is a surprise is just the fact that they didn't want to try hard enough. Like, it, it, them telling me that I won't be able to download PS3 games, I don't look at that. I'm not, like, really? How fucking... Dare? Like, I, I'm not surprised that they wouldn't let me do that i'm surprised that like it is this unexciting the fact this revamp of ps plus is this unexciting right the way i look at this right i don't even look at this as a game pass competitor i look at it as two things i think i think this is them cleaning shit up, and it's them doing housekeeping for, alright, PlayStation Now isn't doesn't have the branding and the excitement for the branding that we wanted to have. Let's fold PlayStation Now into PS Plus and then bolster up PS Plus, because PS Plus is our main thing, and we think we can sell PS Plus easier as one thing that is multi-tiered, as opposed to selling people on PS Plus main and then also PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now has always felt like the extra thing that nobody really needs. It is there as an extra thing, right? I think that's first and foremost. Uh, And so this is housekeeping. I think the other thing that this is, is also a value add. Because when you look at this objectively with all the features that they're talking about here between uh, PS Plus Essential, which is what we already have as PS Plus, right? PlayStation Plus Extra and then PlayStation Plus Premium. Them adding in the PSP and PS1 games, right? That is an ad. We didn't have that before. Them adding in, uh, you would hope, more PS2 games, because we do have PS2 games on PlayStation Now, but it's not a great selection. Them potentially adding more of that stuff, I think, is exciting. Uh, And I think when you take this, right, and you look at the price, comparing the highest level of this, which is premium, comparing premium to the price of PlayStation Now, uh, PlayStation Now plus PlayStation Plus, if you're paying for both already you're paying probably about the same thing. And when you're paying probably about the same thing, you're getting more features. I think that is a value add. I think that is a step up. I think the way that they're they're communicating this and the way that the, the yet to be seen information that we don't have yet, which are like, what does the library look like for these things, right? I think those are the things that keep it unexciting because they're not really selling us on this. They're kind of just telling us that, hey, this is happening. Like we're changing PS now into PS plus plus and PS plus plus plus, right? Like this is what we're doing. Um, but yeah, like I do want to see the library. I do want to see how many PS1 and PS2 games are going to be on there, right? What are the PSP games going to be? I my expectations right now is that we're going we are going to see the same library that was on PlayStation Now be the same library that's in this thing because it is just them folding it in together uh the ps1 games that i expect are the ps1 games that were in that playstation 1 classic console that we got a few years ago Mm. that came out and flopped my uh my prediction is that they're literally just lifting those games putting them in here uh and maybe we get a few more maybe, maybe we get a few less depending on deals and how talks go with that but that's my base expectation for games that they probably already have access to and they've already made deals for and then for ps2 I kind of expect the bare minimum, but I do hope we get exciting stuff. I do hope that, like, because I think those are the opportunities that they have for slam dunks. Them saying PS3 games would have been natively downloadable, that would have been a slam dunk that I think would have gotten people excited. At least a certain amount of the audience excited, right? Not for everybody. Of course, like, PS3 games aren't the biggest seller for the entire audience, but I do think there's a sector of the audience that would have popped off for that they would have been like oh shit this is it would itself. have been
2: nice i mean just to have them yeah from the native perspective right In- instead of having to stream because that has been the hold up to them. what's mm-hmm. you, you know the argument about this and what's interesting about this right is something that jim ryan was interviewed over on gamesindustry.biz about all these things and what he was talking about was the 48 million playstation plus subscribers and so to already have that embedded right these 48 million playstation plus from a business perspective breaking this up and giving you the option to pay more even if two percent of those people go and upgrade right they're going to get this boost in the arm to it let alone the fact that playstation gets to boast about how many people now are streaming their games and using what was playstation now but in general you know streaming playstation games and getting in there and so i think that's where the benefit of it comes in and again i doubt the idea here is to get you to get go up and stay up forever, right? That's what they'd love you to do if you're a PlayStation Plus. You're one of these 48 million. They'd love you to come in, go to the new tier, stick around forever. Really, what they want you to do is go in there, try it out, because you see this PSP game you've heard so much about, this PS1 game you've heard so much about, and then forget about it and let it roll over. And then, you know, there's something that gets added that you go, oh, well, I'm glad I still have it for that reason, but you don't think too much about it. Uh, who I want to introduce here is Paul M. Paul M wrote into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Hey, Greg, Blessing, and Janet. As I look over the news about the three tiers of PlayStation Plus, I find it very underwhelming. The point that keeps sticking out to me is the number of games, parentheses, 740, is very similar to the current number of games on PlayStation Now, which leads me to believe that the catalogs will be very similar, with the addition of some PS1, PSP, and PS5 games. I've had PlayStation Now for a year now, and have gotten some value from it, but probably not enough to justify the cost. I found the catalog to be mostly mostly a few solid titles, parentheses, many of which I've already played, and a lot of shovelware. Do you really have faith in Sony that it's going to be it's going to be 740 good games, or will it look dramatically similar to the current lineup? If it is a similar lineup to PlayStation Now, isn't removing the ability to pay only for PlayStation Now and not PlayStation Plus actually a step backward instead of a step forward? uh the only thing that could really get me excited for this new service is if they add trophy support to all the ps1 and ps2 games on the service thanks for your thoughts paul m aka tacky the penguin
1: what a brutal question i mean um do i have faith no i don't have faith yeah (laughs) because i do think that math adds up and like blessing also mentioned this where it's most likely just going to be the kind of games that we already saw which We're like a mixed bag, you know, like some of those are really like big hits, but then it's like, "Ah, but do you want to play it on this form? Has this game been ported elsewhere and and done better? Like there's a bunch of I think especially in a space where so much has already happened in the way of subscription service and the way of um, people like having, you know, up res things like it's sort of hard to get excited for some of those more classic titles um, for that reason. Then you add in the cloud element of it, too, for the PS3 stuff. Yeah, like I'm not. Really expecting a super banger lineup, but I do think the. I, I hope. I, I think what I'm hoping for the most is that we see some like heavier hitters in that extra tier specifically, because like that's the more modern tier. And I think that's kind of the more interesting tier. Cause I just don't really see them having like, in terms of the premium stuff, like there's this, unless they like added like the download feature, oh, there's this hit game that, that like people have been clamoring for. I just don't think. The library and the community really functions quite that nostalgia heavy as much as I know people like love, you know, the PS2, the PS3 and like one, you know, like the desire is there. But I feel like it's not as hot in the streets as it might be like in other places. Um, and then is this a step back? I don't think it's a step back because I, I do get that technically if you only had PS Now. This is, like, making you get PS Plus. But I feel like that's such a weirdly specific person to only have PS Now and not have PS Plus. I think more likely than not, if you had PS Now, you were paying for both, and then it's the same difference, if not, like, a little bit better, Um, and hopefully having more eyes having potentially more users it creates more of a community around it so that there can be a support and a demand that we maybe haven't seen before so i guess i'm more so hoping that a year out from now we get into a really nice like cadence and flow and we start to kind of see this take shape and hopefully it's it has a compelling enough update throughout the year to make it feel like this is a service that is really part of the playstation community and not just something that like a few people have
0: what's
2: your faith level
0: I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I, I. I'm right there with Janet in terms of. I think it is going to be what it is, which, which is like what the PlayStation Now library is. I. I. The thing that I think gets me excited about this is that we are seeing ps5 games uh, get added in into the playstation extra mm-hmm. uh, ps plus extra category which is a thing that we didn't have before playstation now does not have ps5 games and with them talking about returnal and talking about miles morales and talking about uh even like death stranding right and i'm, I'm sure that might just be the og version that might not be the definitive de- definitive edition but regardless it definitely
2: isn't right you would call yeah. out if it was the definitive edition you would definitely yeah. make the point <laughs> to say that
0: exactly but like we're talking about a thing that's coming out again this is June-ish that they're going to start rolling this out, and that is a bit over a year for Returnal, right? That's like uh, about a year and a half, I think, for Miles Morales. That's like not that bad for games that uh, uh, are fresh-ish for for the library. By that time, they'll still be like, they'll feel like older games, but those are PS5 games. I think that becomes an exciting thing. And I I, I think a lot of this is going to be us waiting for the library and us waiting for the list of games that are going to be for there. Sure. Um, I think, like, in terms of the, the, the trophy thing, you're not going to get trophies. That is going to be – that's a lot of work. No! And that's work. That's work that PlayStation would have to put in into those PS2, PS1 games that, to Janet's point, like, I, I agree and disagree. I think PlayStation thinks the way that Janet is laying it out in terms of – The numbers aren't there for legacy stuff, right? People don't care about that stuff. People don't, people, that's not where the money is. And so why would we do the work into implementing trophies into these old games? I mean, The place where I disagree is that I think they could get it there if they put in the work and they just don't want to put in the work because it's going to take millions of dollars. For sure. And it is going to take them doing what Xbox has been doing, which is finding ways to uh, add in FPS boost, finding in ways to add in like all these cool little little perks, uh, bells and whistles that make people go, Oh man, there's uh, to throw out like a PS2 game's beloved, right? Oh man, Burnout Three is on here, which Burnout Three is like not available in many places right now. Burnout Three is on here, like one of my favorite PS2 racers. Oh, and it has trophies. Oh, and it runs at 120 FPS. Oh, and it runs at 4K. I would be playing that nonstop. Like I would be hooked on that game. And I'm sure there are plenty of games in the library where if you said the same thing about those games, right? Like think of Metal Gear Solid. If you're going for PSP, think of Peace Walker. Think of like some of our favorite. The which i know sl- like
2: oh you can play peace walker on your ps3 right now like there's the you know, I'm like, you know how hard? again we're back to how hard it is to play that game right now on a playstation
0: 5 exactly like if playstation came out and we're like greg miller you can play peace walker on your ps5 at 120 fps at 4k with <sighs> trophies like think about how dope that would be and think about how much you would go back to your favorite games to play yeah. that yeah like that is a thing that is an option and xbox has been doing that type of stuff and i think if they did that that would create that would generate an excitement and generate like a vibrancy for the catalog that like would get people hyped about some of the, some of their classic franchises returning if they wanted to go that direction. The thing is, that is a big commitment that would take a lot of work that for PlayStation, they're probably just like, well, we can just focus on the new stuff because th- what we're doing right now is working. Um, and so I think that's honestly r- really the thing and the reason why you don't see them put in the extra work to get PS3 games playable and downloadable on the service. Uh, really
3: well, quick, sure, just right? to okay, uh, yeah. put, uh, with the... Older games possibly not having trophies, I would push back on it uh, just a little bit because we have seen mm-hmm. with the PS2 to PS4 games, like, those did come with trophy support. Like, Bully has a platinum and stuff like that. So I could see them, if it's a small curated list of PS1, PS2, and uh, PSP games, I could see them trying For to sure. carry those, carry those yeah. things over.
0: And I guess, like, I'm, I'm thinking of it as, like, an expansive list. Because, yeah, like, right. that's the thing that's I, the was, problem. I was thinking that's about the as the problem,
2: well. is I'm in it with you, where I see this being oh, we're going to have a ton of PS2 games, a ton no. of PSP games. If yeah. it is, yeah, we're launching with five PS2 games and three PSP games, then you b- fucking better put trophies in them. I mean, you better sure. treat it like Hotshot's Tennis PSP when you gave that trophies.
3: So that's what uh, I was bringing up uh, a tweet that I had the day that this broke, I believe, or uh, yeah, on the 29th. So with PlayStation Now currently, or this was uh, from early last year, uh, it has 375 PS3 games. Um and what did I tweet here. Uh, if it's uh, if the highest tier of PS Plus gets you 340 backwards compatible titles between PSX, PS2, PSP, and PS3, they're dwindling down uh, the total PS Now library size most likely. It could be that they want to be more selective this time around since PS Now uh, was really uh, a really weird hodgepodge of games outside of the first-party selection. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if most of these 340 games were PS3 titles and then a select few were PSX, PS2, and PSP games. I'm talking like 300 uh, of the games being like uh, stream-only PS3 games and like 40 uh, split between PS1, PS2, and PSP.
0: And that also makes me wonder how they're going to go about it in terms of, like, is this going to be like Nintendo Switch Online where, you know, they start off with NES Online and you have, here's... Fifty, or I guess I don't, I don't. I forget the number. Let's say thirty. There's thirty games, and then a month later they add in two games, and then a month later they add in two games. Right? Is it going to be like that for the extra tier for the classic games? And is is it also going to be the same thing for PS4 and PS5 for the extra tier? From the PlayStation blog post, it sounds like for sure for PS4, PS5, that is what they're going to do. Right? As the month and years go on, they're going to add in more games and possibly have games leave it as well that's i um, think more
2: likely yeah. I mean, yeah playstation now already cycled its library and what it put in there right there was obviously a whole bunch of stuff that just was there but they did go through and cycle and so yeah barrett i liked i really liked your tweet i was gonna get to it on the show uh and i think you're looking at a similar thing here yeah i like i are they going to be more choosy about the library? I highly doubt it. Like, I think one of the reasons too, with these numbers, like they're giving you their bare minimum. Hopefully I'm sure they want to have more than that when they launch and where they want it to be with, you know, all this different shovelware and other things in there. But again, to what we're talking about, right? This is, trying to make it a value add it's trying to be this idea that you already pay for playstation plus so why not go up a little bit more or why not enjoy what you already have but you're you know it's just five dollars it's just ten dollars more it's just whatever it's going to be for you to go up a little bit because that's of course the classic classic breakdown of any of this shit right where you look at it and it's like oh it's 10 bucks a month or i can go to 15 a month or if i'm going 15 why not go the 18 a month it's just three more dollars suddenly you start talking that way and what do you want what do you want to get out of it? And, it and it will be i assume that they make a big deal uh, about what they have on that first day uh, and date in terms of what you can only get from the premium tier and then also continuing to add and you know recycle things out to keep you at that tier that's what they have to do if they want this thing to matter but it all goes back to of course what playstation is and playstation is still on top and they still aren't Feeling the need to make those moves, right, to actually get as competitive, Xbox Game Pass has been. Where Xbox, of course, has gone out of their way to put all their first party stuff on. Which brings us back to the GamesIndustry.biz interview I was talking about, where Jim Ryan was getting interviewed. I'm going to read a bunch of quotes here from that GamesIndustry.biz piece. This is Jim Ryan, of course, the big cheese of PlayStation. Quote. We feel like we're in a good virtuous cycle with the studios explains PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan, where the investment delivers success, which enables yet more investment, which delivers yet more success. We like that cycle and we think our gamers like that cycle. He continues in terms of putting our own games into this service or any of our services upon their release, dot, dot, dot. As you well know, this is not a road that we've gone down in the past and it's not a road we're going to go down with this new service. We feel if we were to do that with the games that we make at PlayStation Studios, that virtuous cycle will be broken. The level of investment that we need to make in our studios would not be possible. And we think the knock-on effect on the quality of the games that we would make would not be something the gamers would want. Interview goes on for a bit and then comes back to it kind of like this. The way the world is changing, so very quickly at the moment, nothing is forever. Who would have said even four years ago that you would see AAA PlayStation IP being published on PC? We started that last year with Horizon Zero Dawn, then Days Gone, and now God of War, a hugely polished and accomplished PC version of that game. We've had great critical success and great commercial success, and everybody has made their peace with that happening and is completely at ease with it. I look back four years, and I think nobody would have seen that coming. So I don't want to cast anything in stone at this stage. All I'm talking to today is the approach we're taking in the short term. The way our publishing model works right now, it doesn't make any sense. But things can change very quickly in this industry, as we all know. So starting at the end, Jim Ryan literally saying what this podcast and a thousand other podcasts have ever said. As soon as Xbox even gets close to the lead or flipping the script or becoming the dominant gaming force, PlayStation will come out and say, all right, you know what? day and date first party for all the people who have uh the playstation plus premium edition we're putting them out there right away and we, you know here we are we've decided to make peace with it four years ago yeah that is strictly driven by money and success but to step back from that janet i have been saying for years that the playstation virtuous cycle needs to be respected and protected do you agree <laughs> new pr term just dropped
1: <laughs> i mean oh my god um in a way, I mean, it's it's one of those weird things where there's that line of like what we want versus what we think will happen and what maybe even in some ways is good for the company. Like PlayStation doesn't have any incentive to do day and date right now. And that's like why they don't. And I think the whole like, you know, Who's to say what's going to happen? It's like that person who's like, I don't want to get married right now. Who's to say it? It's like, okay, this person's not going to marry you. But if they are, it's going to be so far (laughs) down the line that your relationship has become so soured that the marriage is doomed. You know? And obviously, here A lot of people are listening
0: to this right now are hurt (laughs) based on you just saying that right
2: now, Janet.
1: You know, that often happens. I worry more about Isaiah next to
2: her at the desk being like slowly
1: looking (laughs) (laughs) at her. He doesn't know what's going on. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, like this does not surprise me at all. And I also think that, like, i don't personally mind it necessarily it's like it's what i'm used to like the cost of playstation AAA a and like it, this is what we've already had and I, I didn't expect any difference so like it is funny that there's like this virtuous cycle like virtuous it's working cycle. so well and i think it's also it's a weird word to use because i it has like morality implications which i think kind of inadvertently fits into like the thing that i'm always talking about here which is like PlayStation is, and not just because they named their last, like, their most of the tier pr- premium, that's like the vibe of their brand. They're like, oh, this is like the bougie console. This is the like intensive ec- orchestrated experience, and we only Luxury. craft the most. Yeah, like, that is the energy they like give off so it makes sense that like there'd be this language about like this amazing cycle of genius that's like you know and it's not to you know slight any of the stuff that's come out like some of my favorite games have been playstation first party but yeah this this is like completely on brand versus like again the the opposite that xbox has which their messaging is like we're for the people where what's your favorite game you're playing this weekend ours is a playstation game because we just love games like that's you know (laughs) those are the two opposite energies and at any point anyone can change what their morals are or their business senses in order to turn a profit. So, yeah, this fits
2: blessing. Do you appreciate the virtuous cycle?
0: honestly, like I see i I, I think the term virtuous cycle is hilarious, but I also see what he's talking about, right? Like him, him saying that, hey, like we strive for a certain quality in our uh, in our games in our game development, and we're we're making the God of wars. We're making the last of uses. We're making the ghosts. We're making these games that, are what we view is premium AAA games with a lot of polish, you know, a lot of love. Like these are the games that our audiences, our audience looks forward, look forward to the most. Uh, I do think that that development cycle is only possible because they are charging a lot of money for these games, and they're not putting these games day to day on, on on the service. The thing that I do appreciate is him saying that like. Yeah, the the way the world is changing, like nothing is forever. And so sure. like if if you know years from now we decide to do it, we'll do it. But like right now, that's not what we're deciding to do. That to me is actually pretty like I think that's pretty enlightening. Cause I think that is them showing a certain sense of Hey, we don't ha- we don't have all of this figured out. Like right now, we have it figured out for us, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like what we're seeing our competition competition do isn't changing the game, and that that might not affect us, right? Like if that becomes what the normalized thing is, and we see value in doing that and making that shift, we'll make that shift. I like them leaving that door open because, yeah, I think there's something there, right? And I'm 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 excited about the idea that. You know maybe there is a way to make the god of wars in these games while putting them day and date on the services maybe the services do well enough um but for what what jim ryan's talking about with the virtuous cycle like i kind of agree and i kind of get it and i don't i don't think that also cuts off the door in terms of any playstation game coming day and date right this is the thing that we've talked about in months prior Mm, in speculating mm. what project Spartacus is going to be in the wake of all these partnerships between haven even though now they've acquired haven but like haven These smaller, like these smaller games, like even like what uh the Concrete Genie Studio, right? Like, there are these studios that do make smaller games for PlayStation that could make sense to put on a service like this, especially when you talk about the multiplayer stuff right? Like, you have Last of Us Factions coming up, you have whatever Bungie is working on, you have all these multiplayer games that could maybe make sense to put out day and date so that you build a player base, so that you can make money off of uh, 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 microtransactions and, like, further monetization that doesn't just have to be buying the game at $70. I think this can open up the door for that, and, like, I could see those games being on here. I could also see those games releasing, like, the way they would traditionally release, but, you know, in a world that's changing, and in, in a in, like, an ecosystem that's changing, right, in terms of multiplayer stuff and ongoing games leaning more toward the free-to-play or, like, the uh, subscription-to-play sort of systems. I think having a PS Plus extra tier that could fit that stuff might be able to work for them in terms of getting the Haven game, getting the Punchies game, getting whoever in there uh, for access. And so, like, I think this is... I think the the way I read it is this is going to be a thing for them to experiment with and play around with and see what works for them and what works for their business.
1: On that note, do you think there's going to be... You know, we've talked about, like, PS Plus being, like, pretty good as of late. Do you think we'll see, like, that become a little bit weaker to bolster up PlayStation Plus Extra? Like, you know, let's say, like, Haven's Next Project, oh, it's dropping on PlayStation Plus. But would that be in the essential tier or the extra tier? And then as a result, is that essential tier only ever going to be just older stuff? Like, we're not going to see, like, you know, chicory, bug Snacks that kind of thing.
0: I think it's going to be tough, like, to, to keep the PlayStation Plus... Essential two free games a month or however many free games a month here. They to keep they, that as bangers
1: too,
0: yeah. yeah, like to keep that bangers and then to keep the PlayStation Plus extra, the monthly games come on come on to their bangers. Like I think it's gonna be rough. I think I i think at at the very least is gonna be what we've been getting, which is like, you know, the PlayStation now drops haven't been terrible by any means for the games that have coming been coming out for it. Like they've been ignorable, but they've not been bad. I think I could see that status quo continuing. And then for us to be getting the PS Plus games we've been getting, I could also see it being the flip of now they are like, all right, let's focus in on PlayStation Plus Extra. Let's give you the, the Benary games that you've been getting for the last year that are coming out day and date, like the Oper- Operation Tango's, Destruction All-Stars, all the maquettes, all these other games that have been coming out day and date. Let's move those up to the PlayStation Plus Extra tier as a way to kind of compete with Game Pass, right, or at least give our audience value and give them incentive to bump up at extra tier because they're seeing the exciting games come out on that extra tier i can see it either way but i I think it's tough to say right now
2: i think my personal prediction would be the day and date stuff that they've done for playstation plus before will move to the extra tier. And your monthly downloadable games will be older stuff, right? Because even pulling in, you know, we eventually want to get down to, uh, you know, this week in PlayStation, talk about it. But the PlayStation Plus games for April have been revealed, right? It's Hood Outlaws and Legends, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. I know you'd be there, Uh, and then Slay the Spire, right? And like uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends, that's already been out for a while, right? Or is this that
0: that came out about a year uh, ago? That's when you and I played, right? On PlayStation Plus for the thing, the multiplayer. You and me played. I definitely played it with. I played with my friend Yami and I think Snow like Mike played it as well. And all of us were like, this game is very bad.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. So it's the thing of like, those are, I, I can't, well, Hood Sucks or whatever. Barry, you like SpongeBob, right? It's a fantastic game from my childhood. And, and Slay the Spire obviously is like super it's, beloved and yeah, beloved, critically acclaimed. Beloved. But these games are old. Like they've been around a while. Like mm-hmm. I think you get that. And I think that's what you'd be, I'd be expecting moving forward for PlayStation Plus Essential. We're giving you two games hopefully of quality hopefully stuff you've heard about and liked but two games that all right you didn't play them before but now that they're free maybe you will whereas the playstation plus extra i think they want that incentive right okay I mean, and i think the, i also think the marketing rights itself right of like what, what if they ever do get pinned down if jim ryan get, gets an interview and he gets a hard question right of like well why are well, super Giant? this is not real super giants next game has been announced it's day and date on playstation plus extra that's how you got to go get it uh that's how we're going to do it all right cool people get mad jim ryan gets pinned down he's like listen like we're funding people's games we're paying for these games which is why we want these day-to-day things so we have to we're giving them money we need more money from you and it's just $5 it's just this a little bit of an increase in what you're going for right and then you reserve as you go up i think you know obviously the to the premium tier that's where you're getting the more playstation e catalog all these history historic things and what's going on yeah it's past and-
1: modern and then super past
0: but yeah like and and i i think you're seeing the fruits of that not only with the ps plus of this of this next month but also with the ps now that we got uh at the in the first week that was shadow warrior 3 coming out day and date for ps now which is like the first time that, that i believe that's ever happened uh day and date uh for a game like that and so like if that's if that's signs of what's to come yeah i could see a bit more of that and like imagine if we've had the success stories of things like rocket league and fall guys and we always talk about how like Dude, yeah, that was a PS Plus, PS Plus launch, and look how dope that was. You know, I think you then usher that into the the story about PlayStation Extra, and that is the thing that bolsters up that uh, service. And then I think you also look at uh, games like Rainbow Six Extraction and other games that are being put out by big third party publishers uh, that end up on Game Pass for uh, free i guess not for free but for the subscription but then you are buying full price on playstation like i could see a case where ubisoft is like hey we want to put this out like for uh uh, uh, for like some kind of subscription fee or like we want like some bulk like hey you give us this amount of money we'll put it out on your service so that we can then let the game live and make that money up by uh transactions or whatever whatever it may be sure you know if ubisoft wants to do that for game pass i can see them also being like yo what if you did it for Play- playstation plus extra as well right can like can we double dip it in that way and put these things out on both services unless there's some kind of exclusivity there but
2: and bandar sn in the live chat one of the trogs over here on patreon.com slash kind of funny games has an interesting point that i didn't take into account bandar sn writes in and says but does that mean if we were saying i'm s- saying i think the day and date stuff goes to playstation extra but does that mean they can take away these games if it's on extra? Like a PlayStation Plus game is permanent. A game on extra doesn't have the same promise. That's a great point that it is talking about this catalog of 400 of the most enjoyable things, blah, blah. Like it, the games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. For PlayStation Plus, or I'm sorry, for PlayStation Now, correct me if I'm wrong, if you had downloaded a game and they took it off of the service, you would lose access to it.
4: Is yes, it pinging I for that?
2: So. Yeah, right. Okay. I think it is. That is an interesting take. But again, I think you could get around. I, this is all, here's where we're just so out to sea in the hyperbole and the hypo- hypothetical or whatever. I could see the messaging changing of PlayStation Plus and then putting a game there is their Game Pass. That's the start of their Game Pass tier. Because Game Pass, of course, you can download and play these games, but when it leaves Game Pass, you lo- you lose the game there, right? It's that kind of argument. Granted, again, does that fundamentally change what the PlayStation... Plus, as you know it has been for what you're doing, yada, yada, yada. Yes, no, it's all in the messaging. You're still getting these free games that you get to keep, but the new, the hot newness that we're we're partnering with, Ubisoft, we're partnering with EA, we're partnering with Supergiant or whatever small developer to do their game, is beneficial, you figure. Again, if I'm Jim Ryan and I'm getting pinned down on this question, yeah, we're putting it at this tier because we want you to make money, because we want you to give us our money so we can keep putting in our new virtuous cycle of partnering with people. But on top of that, it's the fact that when that game leaves the service, now that developer is getting to sell that game to the audience that missed it. And they are like, oh man, I'd really like to see it. Similar to a PlayStation Plus game of when, if you missed it on PlayStation Plus, Janet Garcia, then you have to buy it later on. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: And to be clear, right, like we're not. This isn't saying that PS Plus games are going away. And like, I, I think even if Jim Ryan got pinned down on the question, he'd be like, "What are you talking about? We still have PS Plus games, right? You still got uh, like Slay the Spire, and that's exciting, right? Yeah. And like you like uh, in the theoretical interviewer talking here, like them bringing up like, yeah, but none of these games are day and day anymore. Jim Ryan would just be like. Well, like we never promised day and day games. That was never a promise. That just happened to be the case back in twenty twenty when we had the bangers to put out. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know, the uh, like if, as long as we're still putting out quality games, they can redeem forever. Like nothing is changing for you. Um, and then that is like implicitly like in the back end. Maybe those deals are like okay, cool. Yeah, we'll give that stuff to you on PS PS Plus Extra. It gets taken off, but also like. Does that really matter for the conversation? Does that really matter for the the way they sell that, right? Like, I think there is still that level of hype where right now, if they told you that you're getting uh, Jedi Fallen Order two day and date on PlayStation Plus Extra, even if it's even if it's leaving six months later, that's still an exciting thing, right? Like, we're not really yeah. thinking about when it's leaving; we're thinking about when it's coming to the service, and I think that's still a banger announcement to make. And that's the thing I think, you know,
2: we touched on it, but just to, as we start to wind this down, of course, like the at launch, we plan to offer the titles like Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles, Mar- Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat, Returnal. It will be interesting to see going forward if they come up with a doctrine because you like think of like marvel unlimited right where i think it's three months now me and tim just talked about this where you know you're not getting your comic books day and date but if you wait the three months then the stuff that you know you're getting stuff at a delay do they ever come out and say what that would be for playstation i doubt it for their first party studios but for as sure. you start adding that stuff in there it does get back to what we're talking about of like all right cool well, I if mean, you skip those big games
0: at, at this rate like i can see horizon Forbidden west being added to playstation plus extra in about a year like a year and a half maybe
2: if at they the, charge at for the dlc i could see that as well do you think we'll get dlc because i really want dlc i think they would i think you would right i think yeah i mean i, I guess the argument i i frozen director's wilds they talked cut. about it sorry what was that jim
1: the director's cut of horizon Forbidden Oh, oh. Pff,
2: you're right actually there it is that's, that's a good exactly point that's a really good point what am i
0: fucking saying of they, course they they've not done that be. yet though right like a, uh uh launching the base game on ps5 and then a director's cut again on ps5
1: i mean because like director's me, cut has been like they, a way to
0: remaster they
1: would do something weird like that though like it's like with the persona 5 like when they put that on it's like why isn't this real? like like why not mm. and people are just like, all right well whatever better than nothing so i think i could see them having i, I could see too. them doing
2: it blessed just because then it's a way to double dip on it in the same way we're talking about death stranding here and i know i i understand the point you're making but like the, it's not death stranding director's cut like I, if there if there's some way to paywall behind and then give somebody a taste and then charge them the 10 or 20 bucks for the upgrade Man. i think you'd do it that way
0: if they did that instead of just charging for the P- DLC or if, like if they did it without giving you an upgrade path of like, Oh yeah, if you just want the director's cup, but you already have the base game paid $10 or $20 or however much it is. If they make you pay the full price again, they wouldn't oh, make you pay the full because I'll be on the front really, line. You don't really own the
1: game. So you wouldn't be able to like, if you have like a game on a service like that, you can't just buy the DLC or buy an upgrade. Cause you don't actually own that game. You're like, renting it essentially so like yeah you wouldn't be able to i think add on stuff to it because it's not yours well no i'm talking about i'm
0: not even talking about the service anymore i'm just talking about generally in terms of like horizon forbidden west and the forbidden west director's cut if i had to to pay full price for for the director's cut i am leading a rebellion (laughs) (laughs) before we get out of here (laughs) because i want to move on to other parts of the show or whatever but
2: right now playstation plus paul m described described it as very underwhelming janet is this underwhelming
1: this is so tough because we saw it already before is it under mm, no i think i feel whelmed, even though i don't think that's a word Mm. like this is this is about what i leaks aside this is about what i expected like i never thought this was gonna necessarily knock it out the park um and as much as you know a lot of people are like so much of the media has been talking about this is a game pass competitor it's not going to be you're gonna be disappointed you're setting people up to be I was like oh look okay calm down like when I still stand by that language because inherently when you're making a subscription service or you're you're inherently competing with the other services around, you're going to be compared to it. It's the other things that you have. Um, it doesn't mean that PlayStation will or needs to make an exact one to one. But like this, Nintendo Online, Game Pass, Apple Arcade, like they're all in the same kinds of, you know, whatever, like Stadia stuff. Like they're all in the same kinds of conversations because they're offering the same kind it's of idea. Stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is like I feel welcomed by this. Um, I hope that. I start feeling really excited about it as it actually comes out and as we see how the updates and like the cadence of what those games and the rollout is. But for right now, I'm just I'm fine with it. I don't know what I'm doing with it either. Like do you guys know if you're are you doing are you upgrading? Are you doing extra? Are you doing premium?
0: Or I'm going uh, premium. Whatever the highest level is, I still got to memorize it. it's a lot of words. But I'm going <laughs> premium. I'm
1: so sad that it's. I'm. I'm underwhelmed. That's not PlayStation Plus Plus because that would have been. That's what I'm going to call
0: it because that's easier to memorize. So oh, okay, I'm going to call okay, it cool. plus 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 and plus. plus plus plus. I'm right. going plus times three. Yeah, I'm going plus plus plus. My thing
2: is, I think games. at launch, I will definitely go premium to try the PSP games and do all the stuff and see what they got there. But it'll be like, I. I think at first it would be a hey, I'm doing this for a month and seeing what they have and then what are they doing the next month before i commit to it uh i'm with you janet that i think it's whelming it's it's what it would be right i was with you in the run-up to it where obviously so many leaks in bloomberg and jeff grubb and yada 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 uh that i thought we had a good head on our shoulders for what it was going to be and yeah i never expected it to be the game pass competitor i never expected it to be i thought people were dreaming when they were saying they were going to get downloadable ps3 games and so I think it's underwhelming based on the expectations that got set so high. I think, you know, it versus Game Pass is a different conversation. And I think it honestly has different objectives other than make money, obviously, but different objectives to it. And that that's where it gets into a, well, what are you doing and how do you want it and blah, blah, blah. Personally, if I was casting the vote on that, I would think Game Pass is more impressive than this. But again, I think this is trying to do something different than Game Pass.
0: For sure, yeah. And I also stand out uh, – I, I love that we're all using the same word here, but I'm also welmed, right? Like, this is exactly what the reports were, and this is exactly – like, I think – the most, like, unexciting version of this, Um, I am disappointed by not getting the PS3 downloadable games. I think that's a, something that, like, You're isn't necessarily it. a slam dunk of a prediction, but something that they should do, right? I think and, it's dumb that they're not available. And there
3: was smoke, like Tim says, where there's smokes, there's fires. Why does he say it like that, though? Like, I hate that. Where, like, there was, like, the, the tech that Cerny, like, was trying to trademark or whatever that the technology to make it possible for ps3 yeah. games to be see I'm not even, so and like I, that I think was the, the there only, were... that was the only reason why I was hoping for it if we hadn't heard like uh like uh, rumors of whatever that was uh happening I, I wouldn't have expected a
0: see you know, I mean I don't for me I don't even care about the smoke like, because there was that but I don't even care about the smokes it's just the fact that it's a smoke thing that it's, it's, it's usually... just
3: smoke it's singular you don't have to no, say it's smokes, smokes. Say it's
0: plural because <laughs> there's a lot of smokes yeah it's a lot of smokes like you look mm-hmm. around and smokes all around you yeah. but like it's the mm-hmm. fact that they should do it right and i think the fact that it's unavailable is just dumb like i i like i get the technological hurdles they had to like, they had to uh, jump through but like it's it's you like it your playstation figure out how to play playstation 3 games you know like these are your games let us play them uh and so like that's kind of that's kind of where i come down on it but yeah like in terms of what the service is uh i'm overwhelmed but i'm also like I'm holding out for what the library is because I think the library could possibly spark excitement if it's an exciting library. But I'm also not. I can't
2: wait to see it be jack shit and everybody be pissed.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind pissed. of what I'm expecting. Like if I had to predict, I'm gonna say that oh yeah, it's gonna be the same li- library for PS now and then very few PS2 and PS1 games.
2: And I'll you be, just, once be well. once <laughs> They just aren't. You know, there's no motivation for them to do it. There's no motivation for them to pour that money into making PS3 out there for you to emulate or whatever because who cares? They nobody like. I know everybody wants it. Yeah, but you, it doesn't stop you. You're still buying all the PlayStation stuff. You're still buying your PS5. Well, what, do I, what am I going to do? Not play, buy the PS5? I'm not. I, I'm not saying you're the problem. I'm just letting you know that I just think everybody gets mad on Twitter about backwards compatibility, and then like nobody cares. It doesn't stop. They don't hold them to it. Xbox is what I'm right now. That's why I'm yelling at
0: them. Figure uh, it out mark cerny because i'm sure that's your job actually probably Wait. is your job
2: and <laughs> yeah. gentlemen, if you want to yell at us you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course where you could write in to be part of the show where of course you could be watching live just like uh levster is and then nina is and joshy gr and of course you could get the show ad free over there but guess what jack you're not watching on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so here's a word from our sponsor
4: Shout out to Uplift for sponsoring this episode. I've been using my Uplift desk for well over a year now. I love the things so much I decided to write a rap song for them. The build quality is real good. It's made of real high quality wood. They didn't ask for it. I just did it anyway. Getting my uplift desk immediately improved my mood. Whenever I'm on shows, I'm standing up. I'm feeling a lot more energetic. And also, I kind of feel like I was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day. I would move my legs up. I'd sit underneath my legs on my chair. And eventually, all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me. Choose from laminate, whiteboard, bamboo, solid wood, butcher block, or even custom solid wood or laminate options uplift desk won New York times wire cutters best standing desk from 2019 to 2022 and while I'm at it I'm just gonna give them an award as well best Standing desk that I use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now uplift desk have a 15-year warranty they ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping so if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day maybe you want some more energy in your life maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a zoom call or something Uplift your life. Go to kind of com slash uplift.
0: Blessing. Greg. What's happening this week in PlayStation? Uh, let's start off with E3 2022. Greg, Janet, it's been fully canceled. I'm going to read from Rebecca Valentine over at IGN. After previously canceling its in-person E3 2022 event, the ESA has now informed its partners that there will be no digital event equivalent this year either, meaning E3 2022 has fully been canceled. The news broke via a tweet from Razor PR lead Will Powers, who said that in an email, uh, or said that an email had been sent out announcing the cancellation of a digital E3 event. IGN has independently verified the contents of the email as well. The ESA had initially planned for an in person E3 event this year after having no event in 2020 due to COVID 19 and a digital one in 2021. And I'll add here that it was hosted by the one and only Greg Miller, PSLW XOXO. Greg- Going out on a high <laughs> note. Going out on a high note. <laughs> Say, did Greg get E3 canceled? Who knows? They canceled me first, remember. All right?
2: They banned me, so it's only fair that I banned them at the end.
0: Exactly. However, this was canceled in January, with the ESA at the time unable to make a public statement on whether or not there would be a digital equivalent. According to sources speaking to IGN at the time, discussions around E3 had been fraught throughout the year, with third parties normally involved finding the ESA's ongoing silence regarding their plans frustrating. Sources connected to the event tell IGN that discussion about a possible digital equivalent have been ongoing ever since, but without strong momentum to drive them. Instead, the ESA seems to be making plans to regroup for a larger comeback in 2023. IGN has reached out to the ESA for comment. And this is one that, you know, it's funny bringing it up during a PlayStation podcast because PlayStation hasn't been at E3 for quite a few years. (laughs) But But it's one that I think it's one worth bringing up to ask the question, was PlayStation right leaving E3?
2: apparently right they were ahead of their time for sure i think you know i think at the time we read it as hubris that playstation thought that they were king shit and everybody would follow them and guess what they were king shit and everybody would follow them and you know as the esa continues to implode and e3 continues to falter and and now be canceled right like it feels like you see all the time from pr marketing people talking about just how egregiously expensive it was to be there they had this stranglehold they had this monopoly and now because of you know the digital revolution and the uh, ability to go make your own showcase and your own events like it's clear you don't need to be there Uh, do you agree with that janet
1: i mean i i kind of have to because we haven't seen anything negative come for playstation out of them leaving e3 it's not like Oh, now there's not like a big hype cycle around that time, or now there's no like the communication is falling apart. Like, we don't really have any of those problems, like, of all of the, you know, marketing beefs that we might have with like PlayStation showcase versus PlayStation's um, state of play and all of that. Like, those are kind of separate issues from like the E3 and like the summer hype cycle. Um, but you know, like it, it was nice having things under like a singular umbrella, but at the oh, same yeah. time, like this is just, this was like a perfect storm of like bad things happening. I feel like COVID inadvertently mm-hmm. exposed just like a lot of different things for different people on small and like big company scales. And I think here it's like the struggle of like this thing that was kind of falling apart and then you know the ESA kind of like me making some bad decisions and then leaking everyone's information and then it's like how do you do a show digitally and like do people actually know how to like put this together and then it's like well what are we here paying for and there was that weird like virtual chat room space for like it, it got a lot of stuff just started kind of like falling apart and it was like let, let me try to piece together this thing that's already sort of broken um and unsurprisingly like it's not going well and it's canceled and you know who's just who's to know what's <laughs> to come of this um i'm just waiting for like who is going to be our new leader that we no, have to we have it be what underneath. are you talking
2: about everybody's genuflected jeff keely right now he's
0: been he's slowly yeah, on their eyes forever what, and this is that's it what, man. i mean that's, that's my thing is you,
1: you person but i don't think mentioned- he's Yes,
0: I'll go for go. Actually, I do want to hear what you're about to say because I'm very. Curious I just now. I
1: don't think it's there yet. Like I don't think it's hot in the streets enough, and that's no oh, shade no to like way. Jeff and his work. But like I think it'll get there. It's just not fully there yet. Like because I, I, I still personally felt the gap between like an E3 thing and what Jeff does. Um, like I watched what Jeff did, and I didn't I didn't feel what I feel when I watch E3 showcases. And like I think that'll come with time. But yeah. it's not it's not like. See, I think oh, we're about to be get miss that a time? beat. I, and I think that's
2: my thing is I, I, I think people know. fought. I think people fought a bit. Not fought. I shouldn't say that. Last year was a oh shit, what do we do kind of thing, and I really hope that yeah, Jeff was going to be like grab the grab the wheel, take control. You go here, Microsoft. You go here. The this wheel by the bubble horns,
1: bubble. yeah. Just yeah, like-
2: uh, you heard. Yeah, you, you. I like that you could tell I was totally fucking it up, and I just had to abandon. uh But I think now that he's the only game in town, I think it'll move to what it really should be. Because last year it was just, and this is no shade to Jeff because he had his own things here and there, but it mainly felt like just to catch all to react similar to what we do on Twitch. Whereas I think mean, I I want to see the what's up, everybody. Welcome to summer game fest. I'm Jeff. And here's like how it's going to go for the next three days. And we have all our, you know, week or whatever the hell he's going to do and try to get everybody in line there. And again, this year, it might be too late for that. I know Jeff's been working already on it, but, I think next year you'll definitely see, like, all right, cool, I am I am the game. This is what it is.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, Jeff, Jeff Keely tweeting out the winky emoji was, like, enough for me to go, okay, no, he's, like... Jeff, he's dude, he revels ball. in watching the ESA and E3 flounder yeah. in his absence, and you got to respect it. And I think, like, you mentioned, Janet, you mentioned that, like, you know, will, will we see this stuff happen under a big umbrella? And I think Jeff will be that big umbrella. Like, I think the, the difference between Jeff and the ESA is that, like, when... We hear companies and, like, people talk about communicating with the ESA and communicating with, like, uh, uh, these organizations to put together these presentations. The thing I hear all about uh, all the time about the ESA is how difficult the ESA is to work with and how, like, for E3 uh, to, like, get a spot in E3, you have to pay millions of dollars, right? Like, ESA is known for leaking shit, known for leaking people's information. Like, there's so much shit (laughs) in terms of, like, the ESA and how... Roughly, it's run versus Jeff Keeley, who seems like in terms of like uh, communication and ge- being a part of that showcase seems way easier to work with than the ESA. He seems to have his shit together way more than the ESA. And like, I can't speak from experience because I've not worked with Jeff Keeley, But just from the outside looking Your in. And- class. I am, future, I, I am future class. so I guess I have, you know, hung out with Jeff Kelly then. But like based on how people talk about working for working with the ESA versus Jeff Keighley, it seems like Jeff Keighley is the more desirable option and it seems like these uh, companies still want to attach themselves to something like an E3, right? And I think if it's not E3, it would be I think Jeff Kelly is next up in that thing because I think there's something nice about having one uniform you can call it, I guess, a celebration of the industry, right? Or one uniform marketing event where everybody can go through, go to to announce their big shit or announce their small games or whatever it may be, right? I think... People still like the idea of that, but it has to take place in a new form that I think the ESA has just had so much trouble adapting to. Whereas Jeff Keighley is kind of all about like adapting and figuring out like what that new form For sure. is. And so as everybody's going to digital, as everybody's going to like being spread out over the summer as opposed to being all contained in one week. I think Jeff. I think the last few last few years of Summer Games Fest has been Jeff slowly evolving into that because I've also had I've had plenty of critiques and plenty of issues with like Summer Games Fest and how it's gone the last few years just in terms of the messiness of it all and how un uh unorganized it feels right and if and i think a lot of that has just been outside of the hands of jeff keighley it's been him attaching himself to oh yeah new game plus expo is happening i'm gonna put my name on it like xbox is doing a thing i'm gonna talk about it on our twitter and like make it a summer games fest thing i think this year would be the year to be a bit a little bit more hands-on if he's able to get that access and i'm i'm excited and curious to see if he's able to pull it off because i think like i i i think in the next two to three years we'll know if like Jeff Keighley did it or if the ESA somehow I mean, like rolls from the ashes.
2: I, there's no way Jeff won't do it. That's my thing is I think that it, say what you will. And obviously we're sharing just stories from other people that you can find or whatever. The ES being hard to work with or this, that, the other. I mean, I guess we've, if you were at Addie they leaked your information. So that part, you know, and that's real or whatever. But like in terms of this in particular, the reason Jeff will succeed at it is because he's been doing it forever. Everybody knows him. And it just makes sense to be, summer game fest and then also have you know like uh, no, i'm sorry cologne in there right uh, he's been doing the one night stand which is ne- i always call the you thing opening <laughs> night live <laughs> opening night live of gamescom night <laughs> stands a
1: separate ECW, thing ecw
2: <laughs> one night stand um and then game awards at the end and so it's that thing has just been around forever jeff's he's got
1: almost grown- the whole year locked down and he does I, and guess and he has what because he's, he's the like, only he's, game in he's town he's running christian girl autumn like he's like, running it i mean think
0: about the fact that like you've had in the previous years right you've had nintendo announce things pretty much at every single game awards right like you got yeah. uh, uh, joker from persona and smash you got like the zelda trailer you got all this stuff at the game awards opening night not opening night, night live um summer games fest kickoff which was the thing that happened the same week as e3 last year that had elden ring the biggest game of this year that had uh deviation studios which seems small but also like that's a playstation announcement right playstation could have done that on their own that's playstation coming to jeff Keighley and deviation i guess being like yeah announce that thing for us they had tiny tina's wonderlands right like they had plenty of games at that summer games fest kickoff that like are an example of the partnerships and the example of the deals that jeff keely is making to make this shit dope and then also the i can't remember what happened in open night live i guess saints rule happened so he had that right like we jeff keely ha- has the connections <laughs> i loved it uh has the connections to make this shit work and i think like him doubling down and being like all right xbox all right nintendo all right playstation like i wouldn't be surprised if there was a at least one playstation playstation announcement at the whatever the next summer games fest kickoff thing is this summer and he could do it. And again, because it's he's also stitching together what it is. And so if he can talk
2: to PlayStation and they'll share with him what they're doing and when they're going with whatever state of play, you can stitch it around that and make it work and have his own thing and have it be there. And I think, you know, Jeff, Jeff understands it from a content perspective in the way the ESA never did. The ESA understood it from a money and old school, you know, suits running the top of the corporation. Whereas Jeff is uh, somebody who's been embedded with uh, different developers for so long. He has people's respect. They know they can trust him with stuff. And he's got an eye for, you know, what the audience wants because he's so dialed in and reads everything and is in there. And like, I think, again, I don't think, well, I think I was going to say, you can look at the Game Awards and every Game Awards evolves and changes. And Jeff immediately is on Twitter that night and then into the next week of trying to go through what people think. This Summer Game Fest, I do not think will be what his vision for what it will become will be. I think next year would be the real one. But I do think this one will be a step forward from what I thought was a very hodgepodge one last year. That could have just been a Twitch channel reacting to all the different conferences.
0: Next up for this week in PlayStation, number two, PS Plus games have been announced for April. Uh, we're getting Hood, Outlaws, and Legends, like Greg mentioned earlier, SpongeBob Squarepants, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated, and then Slay the Spire. And another one hidden in that same PlayStation blog post, uh, Persona 5 is leaving PS Plus collection on May 11th. You can still add the game to your library before uh, before then to continue to access it while you have an active PS Plus subscription. So that's your PS Plus uh, PSA for you. Number Jana three, Janet, get those games.
1: Slay the Spire the cool. version of it so I'm Good. not going to
0: get that, that that's the version to play and now people
3: can stop asking me oh uh, Barrett which version do I play? They're still going to ask Persona you. Persona
1: 5 or Persona
3: 5 Royal and then I answer like or, then I answer Royal and then I'm like, well the original game's on uh, you know PS Plus collection so uh you know I'll just get that version. It's like, well So make you sure you me?
1: download it so you can ask Barrett still which you yeah. should
0: play. Yeah. Here's the download this version and be like, I don't know, I should have gotten Royal (laughs) Barrett. And and, and I also, yeah, (laughs) please do download play through this full version. And then tweet at Barry being like, oh, damn, you're right.
3: Royal is always on sale at some point or another, whether it's through the digital store or on Amazon. Just get Royal. Also, I know there are people out there who are using this to like, you know, predict like, oh, is it going to come to, you know, Xbox and stuff? Because literally anything Persona News, uh, all the Xbox are like, oh, it's finally going to come to Xbox. No, probably a license just ran out. That's it, don't don't read into it.
0: Number three for this week <laughs> in PlayStation. What is Greg hiding? I asked oh, for the second Jesus. time this week. Uh, I'm pulling from Video Games Chronicle. This is Andy Robinson. PlayStation is took for a busy week of announcements. The article reads like this. PlayStation has been tipped for a busy week of announcements. According to journalists covering the games industry, <laughs> prominent reporter Greg Miller of Kind of Funny announced on Sunday that he would be delaying this week's edition of his popular PlayStation podcast, PSLW XOXO, which you're listening to right now, due to three rumor quote, This is some straight occurs. up inception shit right now as you listen <laughs> to the, the yeah.
2: delayed episode. Remember, we're moving the show to record
0: on Thursdays, post on Fridays now. Sorry. Uh, according to the three rumors that Greg's heard about impending announcements, quote, Man, looking, looking like it might be a very interesting, Interesting week for PlayStation. If even one of the three rumors I've heard is true, he wrote. As such, we're de- we're going to delay recording PS Love You X O X O until Thursday. End quote. Which, to Greg's credit, right? All Greg said was we're delaying due to uh, if uh, due to if one of the three rumors Greg has heard are true, and one of those was Project Spartacus, which he talked right. all about. And so there you go thank you for defending
2: my honor oh no, uh, yeah, yeah i don't we don't have to spend too much time on it but it is obviously a weird interesting meta story to put in here of uh, it, you can go to today's games daily uh, or so march 31st games daily uh because we had jeff grubb who was in the chat and you know, obviously a, a kind of funny best friend pop on and talk about this with me and it's that weird thing of like yeah like i tweeted this from the farmer's market mainly just thinking for kind of funny best friends of like oh yeah we're moving ps i love you we think we might permanently move it but like i want to make sure you know why it's not recording on monday now and then it, i woke up on monday to actual news stories about it and i was like all right and so yeah i've run through it on games daily but to do it here at the top level right number one obviously was project spartacus now ps plus where I, again we've heard about it forever but multiple sources and you saw multiple articles last week saying it was happening this week second one was uh, what i thought was going to be a playstation vr 2 thing it turned out to just be smoke it totally didn't work out on monday's games daily i talked about that too of like you'll know by the end of the day if i've said something about it if it's real or, or if i'm a bargain or if it's just not real and it just turned out to be not what it should have been and i don't want to talk about it because it's something that things get fucked up and i i've used it before to find out information i shouldn't know so i don't want to give away how i find out the information and then the third one is the most interesting in terms of like a news thing but it's also the very nebulous and like this is what me and jeff are talking about on games daily together right it's that the rumor is that there's another sony acquisition incoming another playstation acquisition incoming the rumor is that it's big and it's that thing where i've heard this from multiple sources jeff today on games daily was saying he's heard it from multiple sources but it's so nebulous that it's not Neither of us want to be like, this is what yeah. it is. Blah, it's like blah. you heard
0: it from somebody who heard, who heard it from somebody else type of thing.
2: And I'm sure everybody who's made it this deep into the show knows that I'm not the rumor guy. I am not the, here's what, uh, tw- you know my vague tweets or shit like that. I really don't do that kind Greg, of stuff. why so, do you
3: claim to constantly be a PlayStation insider? You you obviously don't know what the rumor. hell you're talking about.
0: Well, first off, how would you start these rumors? Why would you just <laughs> come out, out here and there's uh, many big a announcements the... happening this week?
3: Uh, sure. And so
2: it was that thing of like, it seemed like early, like over the weekend when this, happened and multiple people were talking to me about this thing independently saying the same thing I was like okay maybe that's what's happening this week and so it was this idea of we're moving the show because I knew what was gonna happen I knew we would record fucking PS I love you on Monday and then Tuesday morning it would be PlayStation Plus and Guess what? The fucking episodes immediately out of date. So it's like, "Well, let's hold it till a new thing. Let's go on Thursdays from here to try to catch all the week's news." Inevitably, I was made this joke on Games Daily. Inevitably, this means that tomorrow, Friday, they will announce this acquisition. And this show will be immediately out of date, but it's you know, how you do it with content and stuff like that. So tomorrow is a new quarter. I went 1 for okay. 3 this week. I went one It's also April that, Fools, Mary. which definitely strikes me as not the day to announce a major <laughs> acquisition, so we'll see, but I went 1 for 3 this week and when we cross, if there's a huge acquisition down the line and it's what it is, I'll be like, that is exactly what we thought it was going to be, or that is not what it was, and whatever. But it's been a fun week. Mm. To the PSR, Because That's the other thing, too. I'm sorry to give you a mm. fun thing, a interesting thing. Again, I've never been the. I, I'm, I've, and I yet know here a lot of I know a lot of stuff. Oh, thank you, Janet. I know a lot of stuff. Thanks for fuck off and be on my side. I've known <laughs> a lot of things over the years. And you've heard the stories and yada, yada, yada of me like fucking saying things. But I, I never like publicly talk about it. Once I opened this door on Sunday, holy shit, did people come out of the woodwork to be like, what is it? And I'll tell you, I tell them something. All right, cool. Well, do you want to know? I'm like, holy fuck, why? Like, it was interesting of like, if you want to be the rumor trader, it's like the the Silk Road out there. People are
0: trading left and right with things. What else are you hiding then? I can't tell you that now. (sighs) Blink twice if God of War Ragnarok is going to get a preview event next month.
2: I mean, I, don't, I think it's got to happen eventually. I don't know if it'll be next month. Blink you know. three
0: times
2: if move on.
0: <laughs> Number this four. This
1: is a for audio listeners. <laughs> He's <They're just like, laughs> he blinking. I can't hear his blinks. Goddamn.
0: Uh, everybody's Golf is shutting down. I'm sorry, Greg. Uh, I'm pulling from. This Marcus is fucking Stewart. bullshit. You're goddamn right. You should be sorry. Yeah. This is Marcus. I'm bummed out too. This is Marcus Stewart at Game Informer. Uh, if you've been hitting the links on uh, online in Everybody's Golf, your days on the green are now numbered. Sony has announced that the online servers for the 2017 title are shutting down later this year. That's even more fucked up. The fact that this game only came out in 2017 and it's already shutting down uh the shutdown occurs on september 30th as per a message that appears when you visit the game's playstation store page it also states that all online features including online multiplayer modes will cease on that date you'll still be able to play and enjoy the game in single player offline modes end quote this also means that some online dependent trophies will no longer be attainable there's no there's no official explanation for the shutdown but maintaining servers costs money greg when you heard about this how'd you feel
2: it sucks dude and it's that thing of like we had a, a quick resurgence when my timetables are all fucked up a quick resurgence of this like before Benjamin, right? So like, <laughs> like September,
0: is that when I was playing Andy oh, or fuck. was it, was it was this it year that long? I thought it was this year.
2: It was either January or it was way out there, but it was yeah. where we were going around and we were, we were all playing again and we were playing online. And so, it's a heartbreaker right now because we're still remote. Like, when we get back to the studio and, like, can do things there, it'll be a different story. Maybe we, you know, and who knows if we'll get back into it ever, blah, blah, blah. But it's also just sad because it feels like the end of what an you say era?
0: Who wonders where, if we'll get back in? You're talking about the game, not the studio, right? Oh, no, we'll get back to the studio, yeah. I mean, when we'll we get there, what,
2: are we going to play back? Are we going to play hot shots are we going to you know play wwe 2k22 you know in crazy outfits uh no it seems like the end of an era because of course this is clap hands who makes this and clap hands usually when they i shouldn't say usually but in the past when they've wound down the servers for one it's because they're putting out another uh every's golf slash My question
0: do you think they're going to put out another one because of this well no because
2: now they're making that ios game remember they've gone and started Mm -hmm. making clap hands golf and they were one of the ones that were working with the sony um uh japan team on that right and remember when they closed down so japan like we're not really doing that anymore team sobe's it like we're not going to have the people to help mm-hmm. with external developers that these were clap hands was one of those people that was like there so it's like fuck okay cool and like yeah what this means for the future of everybody's golf who knows and, but and it sucks because this last one was so good and so definitive but now if you can't find people to play online you can't do it that sucks
0: All right, right there with you uh do, you. i mean do you think there's a, a chance that they ever buy clap hands playstation or do you think that they've gone on like they've moved on this is not i think the they've moved on i think i think because
2: I, I think like that's a beloved franchise for like the playstation hardcore but i don't think like it's
3: it's moving major units where they need to worry about it uh yeah. the uh, ultimate rematch between greg and andy for uh everybody's golf was two months it was uh january 14th so that was this year Greg, man i have no
2: time. concept of time anymore yeah. i apologize
0: I honestly like when you mentioned September I was like damn it could have been like I like time does feel like a flat circle at this point.
2: Yeah, see PC game pcmag.com after 23 years everybody's golf developer clap hands is no longer PlayStation exclusive. Ever since it was founded in 1998, Japanese game developer clap hands has focused on producing everybody's titles <laughs> released exclusively for PlayStation. Damn. Yeah.
0: Now it's time for PlayStation picks. Uh, we've kind of changed Mix. up PlayStation picks for this uh, new version of PS Love You XOXO. I'm going to read off the big games of the week, and then the picks themselves are going to be the games that me, Janet, and Greg have played uh, during the week that we want to shout out. I think we're doing like one game each that we want to shout out that are each of our picks for the week. So let's start off with the big releases of the week. We got Lawn Mowing Simulator. That's coming to PS5 and PS4 on March 31st. Uh, Moss Book 2. That's coming out on PlayStation VR March 31st, 2022. Tropical 6. That's coming out uh, for PS5 on March 31st. And then Weird West is coming to PS5 and PS4 on March 31st. Greg. Yeah. What did you pick for for PlayStation this week? Uh, I played uh, a bit of Moss beforehand. I apologize on Games
2: Daily for this. I, I, you know, what a fan of Moss Book 1 I was. The problem was that Moss Book 2's review code showed up yesterday at like 11 a.m., which was just not enough time to hit a review for embargo because my days were booked. So after Games Daily today, I actually got to put about an hour and a half into Moss Book 2. And it's more Moss which is fantastic. If you're not familiar, of course, you are the reader, uh, this you know ghost face uh, cre- uh, thing that can interact with the world. There you see it if you're watching. And then you also control Quill, uh, the mouse there as you go on an epic journey of adventure with Quill. And the idea, as I described it the first time around, right, is that you are in basically, I mean, it starts with you reading a book, the Moss book in a the library, then you go into the pages. And what you're met with are these kind of diorama levels or whatever, where you are inside of them and then you move Quill in around too. But so you're moving Quill in a third person action-y way, uh, you know isometric you're locked in your view uh, except you can move your head in and put your head around and look around corners and stuff like that and then also then your ghost powers you know you use to move blocks and do puzzles and figure out how to get quill from point a to point b but of course get off the beaten path and pick up a scroll and do whatever um just like the first game it is charming as all hell dude i'm having such a good time with the story Uh, again there's a narrator to it that does all the voices of the characters so it's like you're being told the story which is amazing she does voices she does this um and then Also, like the first one, and I haven't played Moss 1. I should have gone back and played Moss 1 in the lead up to this. Uh, But like the first one. The environments are gorgeous and i i feel like they are way bigger i i've been i you know just an hour or so in i've been in these big cathedrals these big throne rooms the detail in them the color in them and then what's cool about this one is that you're going between realms and so going into a different realm like obviously moss book one was very all right quill's trying to get you know all the way to fight the snake to save her uncle uh or grandfather i forget janet you you played this with me right you forget? Okay. Mm,
1: I don't remember. It doesn't matter. No.
2: Save her family member. Uh, it, But it was all very much like, okay, cool. It's in her world. You know, it's very green. It's very lush. It's a foresty environment. Like going on the other side of this one, right, is I went to the fairy realm and it's these beautiful neons, almost like an underwater coral reef kind of look to it. And then looking up into this starry sky, like I feel like there's a lot more detail. I feel like the game's even more beautiful than Moss. But again, those are feelings. Based, I, I, I haven't gone back to play one, but- Even if they weren't, what I would tell you is if you dug the original Moss, I feel like so far, this is more of that and probably a souped up version of that, which I enjoy. Has it been worth busting out the PSVR again for? Jesus fucking Christ, blessing. Mm -hmm. Don't even get me started on this thing. i you know we you know i'm greg and i've fucking covered playstation for 15 years i was a big proponent we did two seasons of the playstation vr show i loved my time with that and as i always said we finished iron man vr and i put it down and then the playstation 5 came and then i moved and i've seen it in my laundry room the playstation vr chilling there i was like one day one day hooking up that goddamn octopus today all i was thinking is is like goddamn i can't wait for playstation vr 2 to the point that i was like Do I even want to continue to play Moss Book 2, which is a great game so far. I'm enjoying. Do I want to do it, or do I want to have what I'm sure will be the superior experience? Because even there, as you look, if you're a visual listener, right, it's my PlayStation 5 with this goddamn snake's nest of cables, my Xbox Series X holding up the PlayStation Eye camera that's, you know, then jury-rigged to the thing with the PlayStation 5 adapter. I put it up there, and I still have the thing of, I have the headset on, and I'm sitting there listening, and there's that, just wiggle of movement. You know what I mean? Of like, like as if I'm moving my head in or out or the camera is in the breeze, neither of which are happening. And it's like, this is making me car sick. Why is it like this? The Oculus quest two, or I'm sorry. The meta quest two does not do this. I do not feel bad. Wait, so, it's like, not
0: called the meta quest two.
2: Is it? Is? it? Oh it yeah. Is now. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Because
4: That's> just, <laughs> but to
2: sit that's there and all. think about playing that game now in 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 uh, uh, PlayStation VR 2 if it's backwards compatible, like with the inside out tracking and all that stuff, I'd be all about that. But it was also the same thing of like I haven't done this on the PlayStation Five, so I sat down and booted it. I did all the cables, I hooked hooked up all the things, booted it up, went in there, start the game, and it's like grab the pages with R two and and I'm like I have the Dual Sense and I'm doing it, and I'm like, wait, fuck. I'm like, I thought, oh, shit, God, I had to go charge a DualSense 4 or a DualShock 4 to bring mm-hmm. it out, to get the light bar to work, to be able to grab it. It was like, oh, my God. ah, oh, good Lord. No, thank you
0: yeah i mean fun
2: but it's like man am i going back in time i'm putting the headset on and i have one of the the playstation vrs that's been used so much that like the faux leather that plastic stuff is like breaking down so i have like
0: i look like i it's like ash wednesday i got all this crap all over my head as i go around yeah i've been like dreading the idea of possibly busting out my psvr because i i also want to play moss book too but it's just like do i want to bust out the ps because i'm not even figuring out what it would how it would work in my setup Right. And I'm not excited enough about the game and about specifically the hardware to like figure out how to make it, like, how to set it up with my TV back there and make it so that I have enough space and do all that stuff. Um, I do think that when I have a PSVR 2, I'll feel a lot more excited about it in the way that, like, when I got my PS5, I couldn't wait to play all these different PS5 games. Like, it's like having that new piece of hardware yeah. makes playing games exciting. Like, I remember booting up Devil May Cry 5 that I'd played like a year and a half before that, right? But, like, I got the 60 FPS, I got all the bells and whistles, and I was ready to play anything. I think by the time I get a PSVR 2, I'll be excited to play Mossbook 2. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, whatever I can play on this thing, I'll play on this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I haven't decided if I'm going to do that work either because, like, literally, code hit my email and I was like oh wow this already and then literally the next thing i said aloud was but psvr2 is in here am i really supposed to go and like dig out all the stuff and like you know rewire it and and do all of that like i don't i don't know i might just to knock it out because i don't want to i don't know if i want to wait that long to like dig in but it is kind of a bummer that it's like here on like hardware i thought i was never going to have to put on again
2: yeah, and, it's, and then you have to hold that hope that, of course, it's backwards compatible, even though right. I would think they'd make, if, if for some reason it, they fucking make it backwards compatible, I know it's got to do a whole bunch of bells and whistles, hoops and whatever, but like, even if it's not, I, Moss for sure, I would imagine gets a collector's edition, whatever, that compiles both of them in a PSVR2 director's gun. way to put it that's what i'm looking for thank you uh and real quick that's my pick obviously in terms of what I've and again we talked about this you know what'd you pick on playstation this week doesn't mean it's the best thing you've played on playstation is what you ended up and what you want to talk about i wanted Mm -hmm. to call this out i got an email today about a game called tape and it looks like a greg game it looks that which means it's a janet game because we're the same person And it also looks like a blessing game if you can run Mm -hmm. the trailer for me i want to read it uh, uh barrett so, as Barrett queues up the trailer to show you guys, Tape is a first-person psychological thriller set in the north of Spain in the 1990s, where players will be able to use time to their advantage. Thanks to an old Super 8 camera, Ira, uh, the main character, will be able to play with time to solve puzzles and try to remember the past events that led to her dad's disappearance, an acclaimed horror movie director. The game will challenge players to use the rewind mechanic to solve puzzles, escape the nightmares that inhabit Ira's uh, memories, while exploring an eerie location heavily influenced by her dad's past work. Holy
0: shit. This looks I'm really cool. all
2: about this shit. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, if you're not listening, like, it's, you know, obviously a Super 8 thing walking around. But it's, like, using time to rewind and do these things and move things around. Oh, Just tracking on it. Yeah, like, make your own doors out and stuff. Like, it's, will it work i don't know uh, this is definitely not one where i'm like take it to the bank and buy, you know pre-order now kind of thing but it looks fun like i yeah. I, I like what i'm this seeing looks,
0: this looks dope as hell it reminds me a little bit of uh Superliminal. perspective stuff where like uh there was a clip there that barry was showing of uh the dude with the camera he's like, looking through the camera looks at it, at the door and then rewinds and the door uh rewinds back to where it was before it fell and then he's like walking through like a spiral staircase type thing it uh, looks like that's my type of shit yeah like it looks like it has the puzzle solving stuff that i like in a game like that and also i was having this conversation recently i forget with who on what show or even if it was on a show but i was talking about how like how much i miss walking sims and like the era of walking sims uh i feel like we kind of come on come and gone on like you know when gone home came out and that was such a thing and then what oh it was when um it was with tim because we were talking about that game the comedy first
3: no
0: No, the comedy game because i got a new i got a new day which i'm very excited for um but we were talking about that and we're talking about how like man we don't talk about walking sims as, as, as much and i've been like kind of waiting on a new one to play and so like stanley parable first and foremost i'm very excited about because that's because that's coming out in april but yeah this is one i, w- I definitely want to check out too thanks for bringing this up Greg. One of the things cool, the final cool
2: thing to do about it is that it's a PlayStation Talents game. Launched in 2015 by Sony Interactive Entertainment Spain, the PlayStation Talents program aims to unify all the initiatives put together by local Spanish branch in order to develop the Spanish creativity. The goal of the PlayStation Talents program is to support the local industry as well as to create video games fully developed in Spain to be sold around the globe,
0: which is a cool initiative. That's awesome. I didn't know that existed.
2: Blessing, what do you, what's your PlayStation
0: pick or what's your pick on PlayStation this week? My pick on play, Here's what, here's the thing, right? I'm looking at the doc and I think we all we all agreed to one game, though I'm looking at Janet's bullet point list here. I bolded
1: the one games. I'm going to talk about
0: okay but those are just there pick. just in case because like here's the thing i have two games i, that just, I do want to talk about but the only one like that opening i
1: can pick up behind like, the scenes now like now i have to
0: this entire I have... show earlier today <laughs> i'm going to talk about my game and then janet's going to talk about three and i'm like oh i could have talked about that thing that i wanted also wanted to so talk, I'm gonna about.
1: talk about one i was like i wasn't sure what we were doing i listed it okay. outside so have stuff ready to go i saw Here. what we were doing so janet we can like we
0: we can revolt against greg miller Right? We can rebel. We don't I mean, have to like this. Like,
1: he had we, the Moss book too, but then he's like also like shot shout he did out. But do I that. feel like But, but I, I feel like that, that, a game shout out that different was different than like, what I played. Yeah, you know? that
3: wasn't him talking about a game he played. He's just like, hey, keep an eye out. Yeah, know.
2: look at that. CEO I'm Junior doing knows doing where one his
0: one
4: bread's I,
2: buttered. I, all I, right. you you with you
3: blessing. Get out of here.
0: I'm just saying, you know, us workers can unite. Uh, So my pick is uh, Returnal, the uh, Ascension DLC. Of course, that's what they announced at the previous uh, PlayStation State of Play. Uh, It is free uh, if you have Returnal. And it comes with a co-op mode for the main uh, uh, Returnal campaign, which I'll talk about a little bit because I did do that with Andy on a stream. And when I tell you that, the game gets exponentially harder when you're playing on co-op in a way that I did not expect. We were struggling, Sorry. me and Andy. I think it's a couple of things. I think they make the enemies uh, a bit harder to kill uh, when you're playing on co-op. And then when you're playing on co-op, you share loot. And with Returnal, like, the whole thing is the loot. The whole thing is, like, figuring out what your build is as you're going and figure out figuring out what parasites to pick up, what guns to pick up, all this stuff. And all that stuff is shared between the two players. And so, and when I say shared, I mean, like, you guys have to choose who gets what, right? You're seeing the same thing drop uh, from the chest and all that stuff, and you have to pick who is going to pick each thing up Ooh. and so there's just less loot and yeah. so like the enemies are harder and you're upgrading slower which makes it for me infinitely way harder me so uh, me and Andy were doing a race against Mike and Nick um to see who could get the furthest in, in returnal and in this uh two hour uh event that we did I mean it might have been like an hour and a half actually in this hour and a half it took us until the end of the hour and a half before we actually beat the first biome which oh in God. a reg- yeah which in a regular playthrough of returnal like I could get done with the first biome in like less than 20 minutes right maybe like 15 minutes depending on how long it's taking me
1: damn is that how fast it was supposed to take because i took
0: t- yeah, t- like,
1: on just the normal mode <laughs> like
0: at least for me like I've, I've i played like 30 hours of returnal uh when it first came out and so like i had our i built up that muscle memory and like the the, fl- the flow of the game by then and so if i sit down and play returnal right now i single player i can blow through the first biome it was a struggle for me and Andy to get through the first one and that might just been me and andy you know that might just be like the the synergy that me and him, him have and it might have been the thing of hey we're both two dope ass uh, uh shooter players but when we unite we just you know disintegrate it, like it's we, like, we crumble, it, it, like you can't have you know? two
3: LeBrons on a team right it's exactly
0: more yeah and I think me, it could be the case of me and Andy or LeBron and this is harder because of that but also I think the game is just harder on co-op uh and so that's first and foremost the thing that I do love about Returnal the Ascension update slash DLC is that it comes with the Tower of Sisyphus which is a new mode it is um if you've played Returnal You've always seen when you're in that first area, when you first reawaken out of your ship, ship, you you look up and you see a cliff that is like impossible to get to. That that obviously has a door. And it turns out it was just DLC. Any of us could have guessed it. I don't know why we didn't. Yeah, that's it was just the classic thing of, oh, that's so cool. yeah, that's what it is. You go through that door and you're in the DLC. I was
3: convinced it was something that I was missing after like playing so much of that game. I was like, I guess I'm never going to find out what's up at, at, at that door, but that's cool that, that I was like finally answered. That's dope Yep, I all. had the
0: exact same thing. I like when I was playing, I was like, what the fuck is that door? And then like I stopped playing. And I th- thought about it in the moment of like, it might be dlc it might be a thing that's like post game whatever uh but yeah you boot up you do that you go through that door and then you get to the tower of sisyphus which is this endless tower um and it's really fun it, it there's a lot more story stuff there than i would have imagined like they have more like you know when you die and you you get all the imagery and cool images right like they've added more of that stuff in they've added more first person segments in that like expand on Celine's story a bit and they've added in like new weapons and abilities and stuff that really like expand on the gameplay of returnal it's like playing a different um a a different roguelite mode with all the same uh systems that make returnal fun but in this recontextualized way and i've been having a blast with it like I, i think it eases you in um a bit better in terms of the difficulty because it is like i'm going through the first phase which is 20 rooms and the first phase is like pretty easy for the most part, and then you get to phase two, and it's a. Then di- at the top of phase one, you fight a boss, you finish that, get to phase two, and it's like a different area with a different aesthetic. Um, that looks like kind of kind of looks like an end end area from from um, Elden Ring, honestly, with like all the debris and all the stuff floating. You get to that area and you go through your twenty rooms, face the boss, and it's that kind of endless loop that you keep going through. It feels almost like a a more arcadey type setup, um, just in terms of the way they keep score and the way that like if you finish a room faster, that then upgrades your score, um. And, like, they, it seems like they put a lot more work into this thing than I would have imagined and that they even needed to. And I've been having a blast with it. And I can see, honestly, like, I can see myself by the time I put in 10 more, 15 more hours into this thing being like, yeah, this is just as fun, if not more fun than the main mode. I've been having a lot of fun with it. And so uh, that's my pick, Returnal Ascension.
2: Janet, are we still going to try to play together? Or we just, is, I think it sounds like it'll make, make it even worse for us.
1: <laughs> um. I am still willing, but it sounds like it's going to be kind of an awful time, which could be entertaining for other people. Like, I'm always down for, like, we're just here for the vibes. But I don't know. It sounds like we won't be able to (laughs) even get through it then. I don't know. Blessing, what do you think? You know us. Be honest.
0: I think it's worth trying. Um, God, that
1: was, like, a brutal answer from you. Like, (laughs) honestly, it would have been better if you just talked shit about us, but for you to, like... To like nicely, lightly lie. Like it felt like when your parent doesn't want to tell you that you sucked at your play. You know what I mean? But like I, that was I, the I energy.
0: Think, I can see it being more fun with another person that's suffering with you is the thing. Like I, I think there's some value in that. I will say that Nick Scarpino jumped into the game for the first time with um one snowbike Michelangelo. And by the end of the stream, Nick was sick of it. Nick was like, I'm not playing anymore this game. <laughs> <laughs> and so that might be the signal of like maybe not, but I, you know, I I don't know, man. Returnal's a fun game. Maybe maybe just pick it up again. Try it out, you know, just see. Just see. Janet, what was your pick on
2: PlayStation this week?
1: uh outer wilds uh which i kind of mentioned a bit at the top that i finally finished it i really wanted to finish it before i left for my vacation um so i ended up on like thursday or friday i forgot which day just being like hey y'all we're gonna beat this game today and then like the game was way longer than i thought it was gonna be so it took me like 11 hours that day to finish it i did it like in two chunks um and honestly i'm i'm like really glad i saw it through i was sort of like Maybe I shouldn't be seeing this all the way through because I'm not that into it, but I liked it enough that I'm like, eh, let me just see what happens. Well, I ended up enjoying it a lot more. I definitely do think it's a game that benefits from being played in bigger chunks closer together because the way I was playing it was once a week Um, At most like and I had like a gap where I'm like, oh, I have to take this week off and then I had to come back to it. So I definitely suffered from like every time I streamed this game because I did it all on stream. I spent the first hour trying to like reacclimate my mind and body to like navigating the area and knowing what was (laughs) going on. Um, And I always had chat helping me out, which was a big help because there were some things that. I felt like I was supposed to learn, but I just like didn't fully connect the dots on. And I'm like, was I already supposed to know this? And they're like, no, yes. Or like, go here, you know, little things like that. Um, it's definitely a tough exploration game, but I think if you are down to explore, and you are down to like think a little bit I will say as, as, a, as a fellow dumb player I was like out here like I don't know what's going on I'm reading like people would constantly ask me like so what's going on in the story I'm like oh that's a great question let me look at my ship log and read the entire log to you because I don't really know. <laughs> you know so I did struggle a bit on that regard but if you're down to like think even just a little bit about it maybe even take you know some notes on this I mean they have like a note taking system built into the game with your ship log that is super helpful but there are still some like struggle points um i think i had a hard time learning a lot of the systems because while i spent a lot of time on my home planet which teaches you a lot of things i like missed like the moon at my planet that like like i went there like hours and hours later like a dozen or two a dozen hours later and i'm like oh this taught me something that would have been good to know when i first started the game so like the moon
0: like the actual moon itself
1: yeah, like, the just okay. the moon that's near me. Like, it, it basically teaches you how to use, like, your um, signal scope and, like, yes. kind of points out, hey, you There's can, cool like, thing. find like, the other people. Yeah, like. like in, out, out-
0: Outer Wilds, like, it's such a, it's fascinating because, like, for me, that game is so exper- experiential and, like, you just do. And, like, you, the information comes, but, like, the whole game is just exploring and getting things. And, like, when I got to the moon planet and I did the thing with the signal scope and I was like, oh, shit. All right. Like, I guess this is telling me where some shit is. I was like, oh, that's cool. But then I never figured it out
1: yeah like it takes it's definitely like a exploration puzzly thing but i feel like it is unlike anything i've played for sure and i generally walked away liking it okay um it i don't know it's like a weird mind fuck of a game
2: she, she likes you didn't walk factions. away enraptured with it though like so many people.
1: no i wasn't it wasn't entirely totally enraptured but i was definitely like impressed like okay. I, at first mm-hmm. i'm like I'll be honest y'all, I don't really like seeing why you're obsessed with it. And I'm like, I kind of get it now because once it starts to really click and you're like putting things together and you're like, okay, so then this is how I like move from this place to this place. And this is like, yeah, I'm trying to spoil like elements of the story or like, okay, well, this is how this one thing functions so if i take what i learned i can now solve this puzzle is this just like this other thing i did oh my god it is okay who's this what's this body on the floor boom it's like somewhere it's like weird supernatural sci-fi it's legitimately like
0: it's a puzzle you're solving where every puzzle piece is like a different format and so, like, this puzzle piece is, like, an audio track. This puzzle piece is, like, a weird orb. This puzzle piece is an actual puzzle piece. Like, and you're trying to, like, smush it all together and figure out, like, what the fuck any of this shit means. For Janet, for, like, for me as somebody who I feel like I've tried Outer Wilds an unlimited amount of times. So I think I've tried it, like, nine different times. And I get, like, hours in each time. And I just fall off because I'm not, I don't have that, like, drive in the gameplay loop that, like, gets me addicted that makes me want to go back and like find the next thing i've never it's never caught me in that way is it worth just sitting down really mr elden ring
1: that not sit for no i'm just i'm just telling you oh, yeah, yeah, so I was saying, is, like,
0: is fun for the combat for me
1: yeah but like i i think i'm gonna say yes especially if you're saying like i'm that you want walking sim stuff which granted it's not like a walking sim in the same sense as other ones but you're, you basically are just walking and floating around like i think it depends on what mood you're in i will say mm-hmm. I struggle to imagine you, like, loving it a whole lot more than me. I think you'll end up having around my opinion. But I think it is worth seeing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think if you're, like, willing to do an experiment, especially if you want to stream it just because it is helpful to have chat there, if you're willing to put a few big chunks of time into it, um, it could finally click for you. But it did take me a while. It wasn't until, like, I was 11, 12 hours in where I'm like, now I know how to play this game, but it's also because I played it very broken up. So, yeah, try it out
2: try it out what do you have try to do out. uh ladies and gentlemen that's ps i love you xoxo your playstation podcast remember we record it live on patreon.com slash kind of funny games each and every thursday then posted for free on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe each and every friday of course you would not be able to write in you wouldn't get your name read you wouldn't get to watch it live you wouldn't get to have the post show we're about to do you wouldn't get uh to get your questions read and have a good time and ad free and all that jazz uh but you still get a nice time over on youtube or the podcast services remember if you're playing that fortnite rocket league anything else on the epic game store uh, creator code kind of funny would help us out a lot uh right now like i said we're gonna bounce out and do the post show we're calling ps i love you xoxo plus premium but until next time It's been our pleasure to serve you.